there's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do? just then. Welcome, my name is Matt, and I'm here with Andrew. Today, we're going to be talking about speed, the pulse-pounding trip, the likes of which we haven't seen since, and why this Keanu Reeves vehicle doesn't quit even to this day. So grab your popcorn and Reese's Pieces, and let's break it down on the Post-Credit Podcast. Mine are all series. They they have sequels and prequels to them, or sequels. See, I try not to do that as much as I can. I do too, but I like what I like, you know? You like what you like. Okay, so my uh, I'm gonna go in order. Do you want to just go ahead and go in order and just we'll we'll keep in mind that go yours isn't actually in order. Go for it. Okay, so my number five is a cheat. It's lethal with the lethal weapon series. That's so on I say, my list. I say it's a cheat and everything like that. Um, you know, two is kind of got a, a special thing for me because that was like the only one we owned on VHS when we were younger. Uh, is Lethal Weapon Part 2. Okay. Um, so, I mean, that... It's a, probably a tie between that one and maybe Part 3. I don't know. I just really like Part 2. Lethal yeah. Weapon 2 is my favorite. But that that would be number five for me. What, what would be number five for you? Number five... And we're, just to let people know, we're talking about our top five uh, favorite uh, action movies that are non-comic book movies. Fast and the Furious Part 1. Is my number five. Okay, you. Were, I was gonna say, are you gonna say the series or? No, no. no I mean, the, the whole series. I love. I love Fast and Furious movies. You know, but the number five would have to be number one for me. Like the first Fast and Furious. Okay, because because I think number one has got a better story. I mean, after yeah, that, they yeah. they kind of 
went downhill. But they're in space. This on number nine. No, they're not. Yes, they're wearing spacesuits. Oh my god! Well, and I know they're bringing John Cena as Vin Diesel's brother. But and I'm and just it, like, and Vin I, Diesel I came out and he said, he said, he said, look, you know, we should have had him out on the very first one. He said, he said, he should have been in the series the entire he time. Should have probably because they don't like the Rock. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, that may have been it. But I mean, the, the, there was, like there, there was, was a cooking. huge lack of the Rock in the the new Fast and Furious yeah. trailer. Yeah. I don't think he was even in it, is he? Mm-mm. No. So, anyways, um, it's it's kind of interesting that he's, I don't know how you explain it. They just need to be done with it. I I, I think Vin Diesel's. They just, still make godly, ungodly amounts of money, though. Well, I think Vin Diesel's scared to try to do anything else because well, they're I, he's doing not, up to a number eleven. You know that, right? But I mean, he's not very bankable anymore. You know, he's he's. You could tell he's getting older. He's doing the same shtick and everything. Back in the day, maybe he was bankable. Well, he but, went, he's when he went the same route as Sylvester Stallone. Alone, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. As soon as they brought Bruce Bo- Willis. As soon as they brought The Rock into the franchise, he was done. But that's what he I'm was, saying. He was done making it. Well, first of all, this series has gone on way too long. <laughs> that being said, I mean, they kind of started going downhill with part three. Four brought it back a little bit because it brought back Brian and all that. And then five was amazing. Yeah. Six was okay. Five was good. Six was okay, but then seven, uh, it, it, just got, it just got bad. And, of course, when Paul Walker died, you know. The, the the movie should have been done before that, but yeah. I digress. Uh, I I don't think Vin Diesel's bankable. You know, he he can. I think he should do things a little here, but he's not that muscle bound action star anymore. Or or at least we nobody cares about that kind of well, stuff. Well, s- same thing with Sa- Sylvester Stallone, Arnold, Bruce Willis, all these uh, old Maybe. action stars. He he did the same thing as them, and, he, and he'll go down. He'd, the he'd be good in the that. next Expendables movie. You're saying he's oh, going to yeah. be the next new cast in the, well, the Expendables. I, I thought those <laughs> movies were ridiculous. Anyways, it's like let's just throw a bunch of action stars in it. It made a lot of money. Hey, but, you know hey, what? Whatever. Funny. All right, I could talk about that forever. Yeah. What would you? Uh, my number four would be Unstoppable. It's a Tony Scott movie. Tony Scott obviously yeah. directed um, uh, True Romance. As far as what we've done uh, episodes, we've talked about. Um, but yeah, that's the one with Denzel Washington, Chris Pine. They have to stop that train. Yeah, I love, 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 love that movie. It's so simple. It's to the point. It centers on the action. You have a little bit of downtime, but that's it. It's a really good one. What's what's your next one? Um, number four for me is Matrix the second. Okay, would you say like the matrix, all the matrix, the matrices? Uh, no. Uh, but the second would be your favorite. Yes, correct. Now, is that because of the freeway scene? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that has a lot to do with it. Because that fight scene with multiple yeah. Mr. Smiths, sorry, but the movie was before its time. The mm-hmm. CGI just wasn't able to keep up with it, mm-hmm. and it looked like a video game and everything. Now, obviously, the first movie was revolutionary. Yeah. We'll probably eventually talk about it. It wasn't as action. It was more science fiction-y as where the part two was more about fighting, I think. Yeah, you well, know, and, and more, the first one is science fiction epic, but it's also it also talks about serious themes in the world, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and serious concepts. But then part two and three kind of takes that and is yeah. like, okay, well, let's just dive into the fun action. Oh, yeah, it, so. absolutely. But yeah, nothing nothing in cinema really beats that, yeah. that freeway scene. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things, and I love action scenes that that go on for a long time mm-hmm. but still keep you interested yeah because some action scenes can go on a little too long and you're like okay like like 2012 or something yeah like that. uh so what's your number three um well i mean your next one uh yeah because it's number three, that was right? number four that you just said. okay uh number you, you've said fast and furious and you said 
T2, it would be my number three. Okay, I have that as my number two. My number three is Aliens. The Now, Aliens, because if you, if you want uh, sci-fi horror, Alien. Yeah. Right, right? It's probably, I would, okay, it is the number one sci-fi horror movie of all time mm. is Alien. Yeah. Event Horizon, I would say, is up there because that's a really good movie and it's underrated, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah. So, Aliens is what I put as my number three. Um, I, I like it. I like what James Cameron did with it. Um, I like how he, uh, you know, they didn't try to just copy what they did in the first one. They said, okay, we, that was a sci-fi horror. Let's do sci-fi action. And yeah. you got more action set pieces, more aliens, all that kind of stuff. So, and you said your number three was T2 Judgment Day. Yes. I put that, that's my number two. Now, I think, I think, I think I like part one more. I mean, just because it's the original, you know, it's the, it's the OG, but I mean, it has, it has it's not as well made. Or, or as, as action packed. No, really. it's not as action packed and it's not as well made, but... You know, it introduced everything. It introduced... Yeah. Uh, we never had Terminator before Terminator. It's hard to think about mm. that nowadays. But when Terminator came out, it was... It, you just start thinking of the implications, you know? It's like, not only is this person coming back to save her, but now he's actually fathering the child that he was friends with that found him when he was a kid. So it goes back and forth from who's older and who's younger. And it's really... I don't know. But I mean, you have Michael Biehn as 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 Kyle uh, Kyle Reese, and you know it just set off all the chain of events yeah. of everything that happened. Good old Arnold, you know, you know that was back, back in his prime and all that kind of stuff. So that was a good one. What was your number two? It was kind of a tie, really. What Indiana Jones? Uh, so I was that close about putting Indiana Jones in there. Part two. I almost had that. Sean Connery of the Lethal Weapons. You know, part three. You mean Sean Connery? Yeah, yeah. The, part three. Uh, um, Holy Grail. The no, no, no. The, the Last Crusade. Last Crusade. Oh yeah, my gosh. yeah. So uh, it was um, Temple of Doom was part two, and um, right. where they pulled it. Man, that movie Raiders of the Lost they were pulling that number one. The hearts out of the chest in part two. When it was, I was a kid. It was good because I mean, like one Temple of Doom is the only movie that has the title stylized like you see it yeah. on the front of the movie mm -hmm. Indiana Jones. The rest of them were just normal regular titles. Yeah. But this one also had more of a scary grown-up effect to it. So yeah, th those were cool. But you liked the Last Crusade better. Yeah, it was it was the tie between the Last Crusade and Kung Fu Hustle Shut for me. Face. No, I'm dead serious. Have oh, you never oh. seen Kung no, Fu no, no, Hustle? No. Okay, okay. When you first said that, <laughs> the first thing I thought about was uh, what's the ridiculous one with Bob Odenkirk. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, with the that the we that me, you, and Gavin yeah, all walked the out on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kung Kung Pao entered the fist. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so a little story about that, that is that me, you, and Gavin all went and saw Gavin Korob. Uh, all went and uh, saw to to see Enter the Fist, and a walk to remember with Mandy Moore was also playing at the same time. Mm -hmm. We start watching Kung Pao into the fist. I made it, I think, 10, 15 minutes. I got up and I left, yeah. and I went to the walk to the remember because I think I wanted to see that one anyways. Yeah. And then eventually, I don't know if it was you or Gavin that came. I think it, who who left it was first? Gavin. Okay, so you really stuck in there. I did. You tried I did. tried to stick because eventually I saw Gavin walking up the steps into the walk to the remember movie and watched it and then eventually you came in too and we ended up watching that because i like those movies. I, I love i like kung fu movies but that was not a kung fu movie. it was ridiculous and i get that it was supposed to be ridiculous it was just unwatchable anyways but kung fu hustle 
what it's such an amazing action movie. I mean, it's we'll it's like it. it's like watching an anime, but live, and it got. It's it's actually on Empire's list of best action movies, but it's like way high up there too. One thing I want to watch is the Raid because I've heard so much about the Raid, yeah. and in America it's called the Raid Redemption. Um, but it's it's one of these movies that I really want to watch because I've heard just nonstop people saying, you know, n- you can't hate this movie. You got to watch like IP, uh, IP Man too because I mean there's there's I've a scene with, with Mike Donnie Tyson Yen. and with Mike Tyson Donnie and that's in that yeah. one from mm-hmm. uh, Rogue One, right? Oh, yeah. he's awesome. Um, okay, what's your number so, one? So that was tied. I had Kung Fu Hustle tied with uh, um, uh, with Indiana Jones 3. And then my number one is Die Hard. Die Hard. Okay. I thought about putting Die Hard in there. I, I don't know. Maybe I've just seen it too many times. I was I was more a Lethal Weapon over Die Hard I love Lethal series. Weapon too, yeah. But, you know, when we were young, those were the movies that I liked watching because, you know, Martin Riggs was my boy. You know, yeah. he, he, he was just, he had the I'm right amount. too old for this shit. He, well, Martin Riggs, he, you know, he was the crazy one and, and I, he was the right amount of crazy for me. Obviously, my number one is Speed. It always will yeah. be. I don't think it's ever going to change. This used to be my favorite movie when I was younger for years and years and years. Uh, I don't think I ever got off of this and started saying, I need to be a little bit more critical about yeah. the movies that I like. Do you have, do you have any any in any uh honorable mentions? Um yeah, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um Predator. Yeah, Predator's, Predator's a good one. one. The second one was not as bad as people made it out to be. Maybe not. I haven't uh, seen I liked it in a while. <laughs> because it was like, you know, the Predator was Briggs and you know, cuz wouldn't Martin with uh in that movie, no, Danny Glover wouldn't. In Danny that movie. Glover was in that movie, yeah. but he plays uh, uh, Roger Murtaugh in Lethal Weapon. Murtaugh, not, that's not right. Martin Riggs. No, the, no, 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 no. Riggs, I knew Riggs, Riggs but, my, but what I'm saying is, is, it was kind of like the Predator, Lethal Weapon. It was kind of. I think he was a cop. It was because he LA, played the same too. role. He yeah, played the same maybe role. Maybe a little bit, but I mean yeah, that was Donald also Glover. the the one that introduced us the crossover between Alien Predator. Because remember, there's a scene where he goes into the Predator ship. And he sees all the skulls from all the and skulls the he's collected, skull. and you see an, you see a bunch of different skulls in there. But yeah, one of them is the alien yeah. skull. So it's it's almost like it's funny because Danny Glover really cannot play any other role. I mean, he played in Saw. He was a cop in Saw too. But it's like, have you ever really seen him play well, any other? Role? Same thing when he did a guest spot in Psych. Yeah, I mean, he's always old. Like he's always like an older and gone fishing. older person. Yeah, and like he, yeah, like he's about to retire in every single job he's he or every movie he's in. He's about to retire higher from that that position <laughs> he's, he's always in. too old for it yeah. yeah so anyways uh yeah i just wanted to kind of go through those real quick and uh see see what kind of action movies we like notice that nothing on that list really is that recent is that yeah. modern um kung fu hustle is probably the closest modern thing that's actually played and if you haven't seen it matt you got to watch it just watch it once it's it's a little bit of ridiculous ridiculousness but it's like set up like an anime almost, you know. It really is, you know. Okay. And that's probably why I like I'll it. Have to watch it. Well, we're gonna get into here why uh, why we like these other movies so much too. Um, but uh, just to get into it, this is our uh, season finale, and today we're gonna be talking about Speed. Uh, this movie came out in 1994. It was directed by Jan de Bont. Uh, it was written by uh, Graham Yost, who uh, actually is the showrunner for Justified. Um, Justified was the show that played from like early 2010, I believe, to 2015, something like that. Um, we do have an episode where we reviewed that with uh, our friends from the Groundless podcast, um, uh, Chris and Randy. Uh, if you guys want to go watch that since season or listen to that since season one, um, but yeah, same writer here. 
Uh, but interestingly enough, he didn't write pretty much any of the dialogue. Okay. So the only writer that's credited on here is Graham Yost. Now, this has great dialogue, right? Yeah. Real punchy, effective, good dialogue. Who do you think of when you're thinking of writing dialogue? Who Who's brought in, you know, whether it's to a comic book universe, whatever, to fix things, to, to work on things? Who has that great dialogue? Who's worked a lot in TV and is in movies now? Patrick Stewart. All that kind of stuff. Now, this is this should be somebody on your, your radar, especially with Buffy. Oh, Joss Whedon. That's right. So... Uh, from Graham Yost's account, 98% of the dialogue in this movie was all Whedon. Yeah. So basically he wrote the movie, Graham Yost wrote the movie, and then they brought Whedon in to change basically all the dialogue, which included some uh, changing character aspects in the movie. Uh, aspects of the character, how they would act, how they would talk, and different things like that. So they say about 98 point something percent of the dialogue in here is all is all Joss Whedon. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to feel about that, but uh, we can get into it. This movie stars uh, Keanu Reeves as Jack Travin, Dennis Hopper as Howard Payne, Sandra Bullock as Annie. Uh, it also uh, stars Joe Morton, Jeff Daniels, Alan Ruck, Glenn Plummer, Richard Lineback, Beth Grant, Hawthorne James, and many others. Um, that's when we start getting into some of the, the bass, uh, bass, bus passengers, bass passengers. That's going to say bass passengers. I mean, almost all that doesn't make any sense. Bass passengers. So, uh, anyway, this movie came out in 1994, and what was it called? What is it always referenced as? Something on a bus? Something on a submarine? Snakes on a plane. (laughs) (laughs) Die Hard. Die Hard on a bus, right? Yeah. Under Siege with Steven Scott. What do you die think hard, snakes on a plane? Die hard on a submarine. You know, different things like that. Uh, Air Force One, die hard on a plane. Yeah. You know, so you have all these different diehards on a whatever, <laughs> which I get the thing. It's, it's you know, it, the, the whole the whole thing behind it is one man on his own, you know, working, working by himself to take down the terrorists, right? Yeah. This is different, though. He's not really trapped. He can get on and off the bus, and he does throughout the thing. The whole thing isn't on the bus. There's three different major set paces. Yeah. One of them's the elevator, one of them's the bus, and one of them's the train. Mm-hmm. So um, there's that. It's him working against one guy, Yeah. and he's actually got backup because he's got his cops right outside the door of the bus there. The he's entire got, time. He's got his backup, uh, Jeff Daniels, his partner or whatever. He's investigating the guy. So it's not really die hard on a bus. Well, And, and plus, it, the bus goes everywhere, you and know? It just doesn't seem like, I mean, no offense towards, you know, any cop precinct at all, but they managed to... I mean, I guess it was a nod to the police force, but I mean, they managed to organize all of this with rapid speed. What do you mean? <laughs> with rapid and, speed. Yeah, but but you see a lot of people complain about the cops taking, you know, eight to ten minutes to do, you know, to get to your house and stuff like that, which is reasonable time, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they organize this big ass. Oh, you're talking about the whole thing, the whole thing with the coordinating bus, the coordinating, entire police yeah. department and hey, let's lock down this intersection, that intersection, all that. Yeah, almost like. You know, it's kind of weird that, I mean, that that was pretty organized. I think. Yeah, and you know, it's it's uh, you know, in, it's a movie, di- in but, Die yeah. Hard, it's it's John McClane by himself. Even the police outside are working against yeah. him, uh, and and don't want him involved in the situation. He's a fish out of water in in a different town. You know, this guy is a cop who knows the city. He knows the people. 
Uh, he knows where to drive, all that kind. Yeah. Of, but I mean, it's it's nothing like Die Hard. The only thing that's like Die Hard is it's one man alone versus the bad guy. Yeah. But I mean, that's every movie. You well, know, that, got, and that's I, every action movie. I got a really movie. good question for you. Okay. All right. It's kind of a joke question. All right. Now, if Dennis Hopper was a cop in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. They said he was part of the bomb squad. Atlanta PD. How did he get squad. all the way to California? How did he hitchhike to California without a thumb? <laughs> I thought you were going to ask a serious question. I was no. going to be like, well, it said that he retired in the L.A. area and all this kind of stuff. But, but why you go from Atlanta to L.A. and then how are you going to do that without a thumb? How are you going to hitchhike a lot across of people, country? A lot of people would, would retire in California. Well, he did have another but, thumb. So, But yeah, I mean, that one yeah. t- thumb had to get tired going across it, it, country. He, make sure he's going. He's on the right side of the road when he's hitchhiking. Yeah. Because he's got to have. Well, it's, it's the could. left one. Yeah. And that only works in England. Yeah. Because yeah, you're, the you're only going left. Yeah. But how does somebody hijack that without, without only one thumb? They must get tired. You mean hitchhike? You that, said hijack. Well, he did both. So he probably hijacked know. his he way to both. L.A. He did both. Well, I'm going to be hijacking my older age. Yes. I might as well start practicing. Yeah. So this movie is all about the spectacle. That's another thing it shares with Die Hard. It's the spectacle of it, right? And the one-liners. And the last thing it shares with Die Hard is it was shot by... Die Hard was shot, the cinematographer for Die Hard... Uh, was Jan de Bont, and that's the guy who directed this one. Um, he was a cinematographer, worked with John McTiernan, who did, who actually directed Die Hard and uh, also um, Hunt for Red October. And um, Jan de Bont was a cinematographer, both of those, and okay. beautifully shot movies, both yeah. of those, for action spectacles. So if you want a guy that has a great script, you have a great script, you want a guy that's going to shoot it and make it a beautiful, a, a spectacle movie... That's exactly the right guy to get because they, I think they actually offered it to John McTiernan, yeah. and he goes, ah, it's a little too close to Die Hard, yeah. and maybe it was in the earlier drafts. I honestly, I don't get the comparisons now. Like I get it, but I, I, I don't think it stands yeah. up. I don't think the comparisons stand up. But well, I just remember, you know, mainly for this movie, I just remember growing up and you being able to say every single line from the movie word for word. Which kind of put me off a little bit, you know, from watching the movie with you ever again, you know? <laughs> and so we watched it today. This is probably the, the first theater. time in about 30 years that we've watched this together. So we watched it in the theater, and was it bad those first five or ten minutes? Was no, but, but I came in with apprehension you uh, into I was the studio, and I had a feeling you were going to do it. I was going to say something, but I didn't want to offend you either. And but I only did it for five minutes or did. so, and then I was like, okay, I better stop. But yeah, I can. I get. This is one of those movies. I even, this in Point Break. Yeah, I can't watch these two movies with you unless I can turn, we're doing the, I can turn the subtitles off, and I will get every single line in that movie. And it's just, it's one of these movies I just watched so many times that I can repeat the. Even if I'm not watching the movie, I could repeat the. Well, that's the lines that's like it. me and you and Ninja Turtles, though. I mean, me and you, we pretty much know word for word on the Ninja Turtle movie, you know. And, yeah. And, like I said, that's the first movie I ever seen in theaters, and uh, the first Ninja Turtles, and and me and you, it, it it wasn't annoying at that point because I was also word for word on right, that movie. Right, right. You know, I'd say out of any movie in existence that I've ever watched, this one I know the most. We know. I, I've we seen know. it so many times that I know, I know all the movie mess ups without looking at it because I've watched it so many times. I know about the yeah. clicks on the elevator. When the elevator's going down, it goes click, click, and you see four, and it cuts yeah. to Joe Morton's face, and you hear another click, and it cuts back to the timer, and it still says four. Stuff like that's always bothered me about it. But, I mean, I this this movie, yeah, like I said, I, I, know, it, I know it better than any other movie that I know of. Um, 
And, and you, you, you know, it's a great action movie for what it is, but it wouldn't even be in my top 10, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, and, and that's just me personally. I didn't come out with an enjoyment of this movie. I just thought it was, I got more of a feeling of it was more of like a, um, you know, like a lot of other action movies. Not, not that it wasn't unique because it was, and the story was unique. It just, it kind of gave me that whole feel of, eh, it's just another, act, one of those action movies, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I get that. I love the movie. I, I think but some people have maybe more connections to it. It's just yeah. one of these things, and especially nowadays when you've watched all the movies nowadays and how they try to overcomplicate every single thing and every movie, not just action movies, everything's overcomplicated now. This is simple. This is simplistic, and it's even made to be simple. It's meant yeah. to be simple. It's meant to be a, spect- a spectacle. Plus, growing up and seeing Sandra Bullock in this movie, was, Sandra was Bullock, a, well, I was a fan. But I got to be why. honest with you, man. You know, Jack uh, Keanu Reeves as Jack Travis is like my favorite thing ever. My son was almost named Jack because I love the name Jack, and I love the it name went from Jack. Titanic. Be I know yeah, it could have been no I love the name Jack because of this role you know I'm like man I wish my name was Jack you know things like that because he was so to me when I was that age whatever age I was when this came out I was a kid but you know it was he was just the coolest thing you know because yeah. I had I saw this movie and I saw this movie before I saw Point Break so I saw this movie and I saw him as an action hero and I'm like this is that Bill and Ted dude. And he's doing because I had already seen Bill and Ted by this point. Such, but such a but, difference, a tr- contrast difference there. But yeah, know? I mean, like, like you could tell, like you could tell. Okay, you I, now I know that he really talks like this yeah. and everything. Of course, this is before YouTube, yeah. and cell phones and everything like that. So you couldn't really look much up on the. And this people, is what this was his first real, real starring lead man type role. So yeah, know, like well, I mean, you had certain other movies and everything like, but he was mostly doing like Indian and like like my own private Idaho and. Yeah. And, you know, different things like that. Uh, you know, he had done Dracula, I believe, at this point already. Yeah, but at this point, you know, at this point, he's just kind of feeling out, you know, what's what's good for him. Because, like, nowadays, you can't see Keanu Reeves, really, unless he's in an action In an role. action, right, yeah. right. I, I think he, he tried to do other things, and he did well and everything. But, I mean, he works really good as an action star. Because yeah. most action stars, you don't want to see them talk a lot. You know, unless it's a comic book movie, you're yeah. going to have a lot of jokey stuff. But... You don't want to, you know, you want to see them kicking ass, basically, and that's what Keanu Reeves excels at is the the, the um, soft spoken or man of few words who just gets stuff done. I kind of feel like they, at this point in his career, that they probably had to not give him a lot of like really impactful lines, you know, because even throughout this, because movie, he was too like, connected yeah, with Je- Bill and Ted, yeah, and, and, where where Jeff Daniels, you know, this is before Dumb and Dumber. You know, so it was like you really had, you know, Jeff Daniels, he plays the smarter character in this in this movie, the smarter, you know, between the two partners. Well, yeah. And so, you know, you can actually, in this movie before Dumb and Dumber, because after that, I can't really see him in anything else uh, besides it. I mean, in the newsroom, idiot. he did really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that speech that he gave in that, that, that it's it's an iconic speech. I you like know? that speech, but I also like About some the of the other country yes. in the world. Yeah. Some of the other stuff they did, like. You tell Leona that if she wants me out of this chair, she better bring more than just a couple of guys. That's exactly what I'll fucking tell her. I'm not fucking around, Charlie. Pete, a fucking seal, Matt. I'm sorry. It's not your fault. I it's gonna be all right. What the fuck is going on? You're a fucking newsman, Don. I ever tell you otherwise, you punch me in the face. Okay, but you're back in third. Uh, Gifford's 
uh, got yeah. shot mm-hmm. and then they had that fix me in, you know, and he's yelling at people yeah. and all this kind of, it, it was very but, emotional. But what I was getting at is Sorry. that I, I think that they, they didn't give him Keanu Reeves serious dialect. They, they gave him the dialect of, they were the same dialect they would give like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Wait, Stallone, who? you know, just uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, okay, you mean dialogue. Yeah. Dialogue. Okay, yeah, dialect. dialect. I, I, yeah, I know okay, the difference, yeah. So, but the dialogue, you know, like they gave Jeff Daniels a lot more smarter dialogue and then obviously um, Hopkins too, you know, a lot more uh, dialogue where with Keanu Reeves, it was just kind of like a lot of one-liners in this film. Yeah, and like I said, it's a very simple premise. It is. And... Dennis Hopper's character sets up that I premise. I Hopkins, didn't I? Did you it. say Hopkins? Yeah, I don't know. I'm off my game today. <laughs> no, no, I know, and and you're 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 stressed out right now, so yeah. that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna try to work through this movie and de-stress <laughs> a little bit. But I mean, it's said in Dennis Hopper's basic premise. You know, what does he say? What do you think, Jack? You think if you pick up all the bus drivers' teeth, they'll give you another medal? You think I wouldn't have been prepared? Two years I spent setting up that elevator job. Two years I invested myself in it. You couldn't understand the kind of commitment that I have. You were in a man's life's work, and you think you can walk away. You got blinders on to the world. But I got your attention now, didn't I, Jack? Why didn't you just come after me? No, this is about me. This is about my money. This is about money due me, which I will collect. $3.7 million. It's my nest egg, Jack. At my age, you've got to think ahead. When I find you... Pop quiz, hotshot. There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do? I'd want to know what bus it was. You think I'm going to tell you that? Yes. <laughs> Very good. There are rules, Jack, and I want you to get this right. No one goes off the bus. You try to take any passengers off the bus, I will detonate it. I want my money by 11 a.m. We can't pull that kind of money in time. Focus, Jack. Your concern is the bus. And don't try to call. The radio's down. Now, the number of the bus is 2525. It's running downtown from Venice. Is at the corner of Ocean Park. There's a bomb on a bus. Yeah. The bus goes over 50, bomb is armed. Bus uh, bus drops below 50, it blows up. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Yeah. That's the premise. That's a basic premise. You know, they started out writing Keanu Reeves, this character of Jack. It was written as, like, little quippy one-liners that he would yeah. always do. And, you know, that was the thing back in the 90s. You know, Bruce Willis, uh, Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. You know, and that's what I was saying the, mainly. Is it, just yeah, that they had those the same kind of dialogue. The typical action stars. Dialogue. But, dialogue. But, but with this movie, they they didn't – they took all that out. Like, like, Joss Whedon not only came in and wrote the dialogue, but him and Keanu Reeves actually sat down and looked at the character and took out – some dialogue it doesn't make sense because he worked Keanu Reeves worked with uh, uh, real cops a lot for Point Break and for a lot of movies really you yeah know? but I mean like mainly he he had to be, play a believable detective a believable yeah. cop a, you know badass cop in Point Break and stuff so he did a lot there and so when he read the script you know he's like I like it I just don't think that we should go with the whole, you know, quippy one-liner action yeah. star. It thing. doesn't suit him either it, way. It doesn't because one, you know, this was 
back when he was uh, not as good at, at like you know maybe covering his uh his his dialect as you would yeah. say uh with with you know kind of being like a surfer status mm-hmm. dude right you know what does keanu re- uh, keanu mean it means cool breeze and which is funny because he's like from that. canada it's not even like he's from uh, florida yeah, but i think his California. dad is hawaiian or something like or that something or, all i know is he's canadian so he's a canuck but well yeah but i mean like i said i think his dad is is canadian his uh, or Canadian, Hawaiian, or something like that. But yeah, yeah, Keanu means uh, I believe it's like cool breeze over the mountains is what it's called. Um, but anyway, so he's like this real, you know, cool and calm guy, man of few words, which is where um, Keanu Reeves works best. Yeah. In Neo, he was like that. As Neo, he was like that. As John Wick, he was like that. Mm-hmm. That robot in the end of the uh, the the day of the world ended or whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah, the day of the world stood still. That one. You know, he, he, he plays a, a, you know, when he plays, or he could be comedic, you know, like in Always Be My Maybe when he was the, the boyfriend of that girl. I don't know if you ever saw that, but he played a hilarious role in that. Um, but, you know, he has to, and he's very unconcerned about uh, about one-liners or doing this or that. You can tell that his only concern in the movie is... To do his job right and make sure nobody dies and that's it you know while jeff daniels is joking around about this or that or max says you you know how many lives you got man you know everybody's joking around he's very still straight face like like you look you know my i got one mission here and 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 that's it you know and yeah. so he's very very focused very professional but you always seem to like these action movies you always got Two partners, you know, one's about to retire, the other one's just a brand new hot shot, just like Lethal Weapon. I mean, it's just it's almost wait for Jeff Daniels to go, I'm getting too old for this. Yeah, yeah, but I mean it's <laughs> that 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 kind of layout. You know, you notice in Die Hard, you know, with the very first one where John McClain's kind of a newer cop, you know, and he's got the older older guy outside, you know, talking through trying to retire, sitting on a desk, that kind of thing. I mean, it just seems like you know, and, and even on uh, Predator, the first one with Arnold, you know, some of those guys were like, you know, gung-ho, but some were like, oh, we're well, going to retire. This is our last mission. Carl, Carl Weathers, remember, he had left doing that wet work stuff or whatever it was and was more of a government man. Remember, yep. that's why, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character didn't have much respect for him. He knew, you know, it's like, what is this tie bullshit, you know, whenever he was yeah. wearing a tie and everything. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It's uh, you always get, it's, it's always the same type of uh, formula, and this, yeah. this movie's no different, I think. Did you know that um, uh, Jeff Daniels is Harry in this movie? He was originally written to be the villain. I could see that. So what it was was that there was the Dennis Hopper's uh, 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 Howard Payne, but he ended up in the end. You find out he was just a lackey working with Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels was the real mastermind, and it came out in the end that he was the bad guy behind it all. But then when Graham Yost was writing it, he's like, look, you know, there's a lot of movies that are doing the whole switcheroo switcheroo and i didn't want it to be cheap it would make it more complicated i think i mean i'm not saying that that would be a good twist to it but again you know it, it just hopper, hopper, play, hopper played such a good yep. role i mean he, he he basically took this movie over i'm gonna say it but i i feel like he stole this movie from all the rest of the characters well and that's opinion. what i was getting to is that is that um he was uh graham yost had written it like that uh, but he did. He didn't want uh, to do what uh, you know all these other movies, the switcheroo if it wasn't earned and everything. But the reason he wrote it like that is because he didn't like the idea of the protagonist and antagonist never having any contact in the movie and stuff. And this movie was originally as written as just being on a bus and everything. Yeah. So, um, 
But he said, I didn't foresee the genius in casting Dennis Hopper as Howard Payne. Once that was done... Because, I mean, you have Dennis Hopper in Apocalypse Now in Blue Velvet playing these yeah. psychopaths, yeah. you know? So it was, He does it so well. Exactly. And rest in peace to Dennis Hopper, obviously. Yep. I mean, the, we, we lost a legend when, when he went out and... Uh, but he left he left uh, a, a legendary uh, resume. Filmography, yeah, yeah, filmography, a legendary resume, and uh, he will never. You know, his, his legend will go on, and no matter what, Easy did, Rider forever, baby. Oh man, seeing him in Easy Rider was just phenomenal too. Because I mean, he plays kind of this. He's one of those actors that really kind of play around the same kind of character, which is why I loved him in True Romance yeah. because he played the opposite of what he yeah. usually does and an actual loving father, loving yeah. person versus, but, but he even still then, has that when antagonistic you watch that, yeah, qualities about it. I, I watched Speed before I watched True Romance. You know what I mean? Even though... Oh, because you watched Speed like a few weeks ago or a Yeah, well, ago, I mean, so. I watched... Oh, you mean in general? In general, when I first started watching, gotcha. I didn't watch the True Romance for about 20 years ago or something like that, but... Yeah. You know, I really watched Speed because so I saw Dennis Hopper as that. So when I went went back and watched uh, True Romance, I saw Dennis Hopper and I was like, "He's up to something. He's got to be. It's Dennis Hopper. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. There's, there's some I don't twist trust him. with it. I don't trust him. And but but it's cool. but at it's the a, end with 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 Christopher Walken, he kind of it makes it fresh, right? Yeah, it when you're d- experiencing it, that. It, it makes it fresh, but at the same time, like with when he goes, when him and Christopher Walken are conversing and we've already said this like the greatest part of the movie you know but when they're conversing that's the dennis hopper that you're used to seeing the cocky you know real uh my my crap antagonistic antagonistic uh role i mean that's what he played and he but we did get beginning of the movie we did kind of see a little bit different side of dennis hopper where this one we it's it's dennis hopper full form because it's it's like we said it's a simple movie and it needs to stay simple so you need to have a villain that is wild he's crazy he's funny but he's also scary you think he could do anything at any moment he he has these things where he goes off he's almost likable to a point and he's got that he's smart for his own good he's very smart he's got that chemistry with jack too the 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 going back and forth because he knows he's smarter than jack now jack isn't as stupid as as he thinks or the movie makes him out to be and especially after harry dies he takes the opportunity to think more. Well, and, and, and you know, Keanu is the one that stopped him originally in the beginning of the movie. You know what I mean? Keanu Reeves is the one that, you know, Harry just kind of went along with what <laughs> what Jack was doing. But, you know, Harry, he stopped it. You know, Jack stopped him at the beginning. And so, you know, right then and there, that just created uh, almost some excitement for Hopper and also a, uh, a problem for Hopper because, you know, he, he knew – he had Harry's ticket one way or another. I mean, it seemed like, you know, I mean, throughout the whole movie, you knew that somehow, some way, you know, Dennis Hopper's character was going to get Harry, and he did. You yeah, know? yeah, well, yeah. And uh, I couldn't I, get Jack, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, they needed that, that they needed an, uh, a person who was willing to just go balls to the wall and just go, just go ham with it. Yeah. You know, and just run with it, be a... A typical laughing, you know, maniacally Psychopath. laughing, psychopathic person because you, you get the sense that in all his time, because, you know, you find out that Howard Payne used to be a cop in all his time, something set him off and he just went off the deep end. Well, and, and you know, Dennis Hopper's psychotic characters are right up there with Jack Nicholson's, I think, you know, I mean, with, with, with the caliber of it all because... You know, he plays that psychopathic character, you know, so well. And just like Jack Nicholson does, too. Yeah. And, and 
you know, I, I know we're talking a lot about Hopper, but I mean, he just did a phenomenal job in this role. I mean, it wasn't, it didn't look like, uh, like the rest of the action movies a lot because of Hopper. Yeah. You know, uh, Joe Morton, uh, one of, if not my favorite character actors, he has uh, been in everything. He, he is in everything. And every time I see him pop up, I get a big smile on my face. He is just one of my favorite faces to see because, uh, to see, because in any role, whether it's something like Smallville, yeah. Or something like Justice, Justice League. League. Yeah. He is going to give it his all. He is going to go And you get in to see him such a young young role and then he did he did Terminator, Terminator too. Terminator too, yeah. right? He was Miles Dyson in that. You know, he he just he's one of these that 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 uh, I I got to imagine that other actors around them look at him to 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 see what real acting is well, right, you know, and try to take tips try to ask him advice and different things because he is so in the zone and he is absolutely perfect in everything he does and I've never seen a role with him that I thought eh, I didn't like him that much his didn't best think scene he was right his best scene my opinion is T2 right before he's about to blow up I mean he you he, he looks <laughs> yeah I don't know how much longer I can hold this that that just I mean you feel it you yeah. know you feel him you're he's like trying he knows he's about to die he's, breaths. he's basically he's like, trying to stay alive longer long I can enough. hold this yeah he's trying to stay alive long enough to Did be you know able who to... that was that he was talking to that SWAT member that came in where mm. he's like I don't know how much I hold this and then the SWAT guy goes get out everybody get out uh, that was Hank from Breaking Bad it was it was yeah. that's right yeah. uh, God what is his name the bald guy uh, we're gonna have to do an apology. <laughs> he's a good actor. I mean, he's been. You just don't realize some of the movies. I mean, you're pointing out in this movie when we get to the. I mean, this is later on in the movie, but when we get to the uh, train scene, you know, the train conductor. Yeah, you and know, Dean Morris. Dean, uh, Dean Norris. Dean Norris. Yeah, and yeah. you and you and you see how young he looks. You know what I mean? Yeah. He play he plays a lot of films and stuff like that. And but you just see how young he looks. And 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 even um um what is it uh. What's his name? <laughs> Joe Morton. There we go. Uh, Joe Morton um, looks so young in this film. And and my, my son pointed out, he was like, because uh, on Amazon, if you watch it, you can actually see, you know, who what characters are in there. And none of the pictures are old pictures. They're all updated pictures. And my son's like, uh, you Keanu know, how come, how come Keanu Reeves looks like that, but he's got short hair in this movie? I said, son, this, this movie was, uh, what, um, 20, 27 years ago. It is a trip because when I paused, it, when I paused it, I kind of thought the same thing because I paused it and you look at the IMD pictures, none of them look like they look now. No, no, Sandra, Sandra Bullock. I mean, she had the typical Jennifer Aniston, uh, you know, middle. I don't know. You middle look at Jeff, part with the hair just hanging down like the the look, Rachel or whatever. Look at Jeff Daniels. Jeff, he kind of yeah, looks the same. Yeah, but he's probably one of those people like Keanu Reeves. Now Keanu Reeves looks a lot different, but it's just because he's got a beard and long hair. Yeah, and then. And also in this movie we got the, and he's not as buff as he yeah. used to be yeah so we got we got we got um alan ruck in this movie right yeah yeah okay. i want to talk about him too he, very he wasn't a main star in this movie but he kind of was i mean he was in almost every other scene it seemed like well, i mean after after and for those the, who don't know don't know alan ruck ferris played bueller. uh played uh cameron in in ferris bueller right classic role i mean again that's one of he's one of the scenes uh scene stealers and everything he does if you notice alan ruck he's never the leading man when he plays his dad's voice or whatever <laughs> oh, no 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 was it his dad's or ferris's dad's 
Uh, I think it was oh, his dad. No, no, because he was. Oh no, no, it was it was Simone or, or Sloane's dad. Yes, that's right. He's like, yeah, yeah. What do you mean you're doing this? And you know, he's yeah, he's talking like that. But he's also on another um, Graham Yost production on Justified. He played the uh, the dentist Rowley. Uh, that 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 Raylan was chasing. And, yeah, uh, he didn't make it out of that one alive. But but, but you know, he, Alan Ruck. He he's again. He's one of those actors in Hollywood that have been around forever. Everything he does is awesome. You know, everything he does is not. It's not like, oh man, he, the guy needs to win an Oscar. But you know, he he's just one of those great actors, and he's going to go down in history. I'm sure. Was he on Spin City or one of those shows? Like something about a talk radio or let's see. I can't remember because I thought he was on one of those types of shows. He was on Twister. He was on Star Trek. Um, Mad about you, Spin? Yeah, he was on Spin City. Okay, That's right. okay. But he, he, you know, in this film and he, Scrubs. Yeah, of course, got to say that played a good role. But in it, but in this film, he, you know, he's not a main character. He's not a scene stealer in this film. But he's just there, and he plays, you know. Kind of just a guy that's just going with it, you know what I mean? He's a, he's a tourist. He he's from, not from L.A. Not from L.A. Probably from the Midwest somewhere. Yeah. I can't remember if he actually says where he's from. If he does, then but but he's just he's just a good guy. Like he's helpful. He you know he he he's, he's annoying. Yeah, he, he, he's annoying. He's <laughs> annoying, but he's very helpful. You know when they need him, he's he's an all around good guy. He's not one of the the characters on the on the film that were just kind of out for themselves. You know the bus passengers you know that were kind of that being said i felt like like he was in his little bubble over here he he was the annoying guy that like all the other passengers would just roll their eyes at right we're at the airport yeah so i already seen the airport i felt like they even warmed up to the criminal who shot the bus driver faster than they yeah, did with that's him. so weird but that they finally just... gave uh, finally gave alan ruck that hug whenever they got onto that other yeah. bus and everything like the ortiz guy gave him that hug and when they picked him up so i felt like that's when they finally like embraced well, well, him but... yeah because it, it just he really didn't have a purpose throughout the movie he wasn't he wasn't really changing the story or moving the story along for for any reason he was just kind of there did the most he he held the phone for and relayed the phone call. This is what I'm saying. He had some yeah. some great lines in there. He talked with Annie uh, Sandra Bullock's character a lot. He talked with the Ortiz guy. Got into a fight with him, and he was the main guy that was falling off. Now he's the most popular out of these side characters of, yeah, of just yeah. regular bus passengers, and he was meant to stand down. But did you know when he was originally written, he was meant to be like the smarmy lawyer that didn't yeah. actually make it out, and he was the and one he could play that, that role too. And everything, yeah. That role. But they thought let's let's make him more endearing. Let's not have a lot of annoying uh, smarmy because that was every action movie, right? Yeah. Like the guy in the back of the elevator at the beginning is like, "Thanks for pushing that button, Bob. The light's on, but you never know." And they're just like, "Shut up." That that would have been the guy if they give him any more light. Because yeah. then they afterwards he goes, "Jeez, Bob, what button did you push?" And you know that was all he got, so that was good. But I mean, if they kept that up through all the whole movie, it would have just made it blended. So many things about this, the simplicity of this movie makes it actually stand out. The, usually you have simple movies, they blend in. This movie stands out and it separates itself from all the other movies that do have the same formula and do the same thing with their action heroes, their villains, their side characters. Sandra Bullock as Annie has something to do in this movie. In other movies, usually it's just a damsel in distress that's not doing anything and it's waiting to get saved, right? Yeah. She's actually 
Jack's partner in this movie. She might as yeah. well be like the cop partner in it because she, yeah, he's doing this and that. But like the main thing of the movie is keep that bus going, and she's what keeps the bus going. And, she's and I the driver. Feel like she was the only character in the movie that was really kind of um, a real, real kind of character that you could see. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, Jack. Because she was Jack's at the front character. of the bus, that's why you can see <laughs> Well, Jack's character was re- really, you know, like classic action type character, you know what I mean? And where, where Dennis Hopper was the classic psychopath, you know, in a lot of these movies, villains and stuff like that. You know, she was very, her role was very standout-ish in this movie, I think, because, you know, she, her, her just the delivery of the lines and her, her you know, basically being able to keep calm through a lot of it. I mean, she breaks down there for a little, for a hair second at the beginning, but I mean, for the longest part, you know, she kind of, she's kind of like the glue for this film in a way. Yeah. 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 You know, obviously Jack's a protagonist, but I mean, she's what really keeps it driving because you know, he needs to get on the bus. Literally keeps it driving. Right. He needs to get on the bus. He needs to get off the bus. He needs to get under the bus or peek under the bus. He needs to get on a little thing that puts him actually under the bus. He needs to be doing all these different things and, and taking out, weird you know passengers that are shooting bus drivers and stuff like that you know now she wasn't driving at the time but you know my point is is that he's got a lot to do yeah and you know you would think the action stars driving the bus and yeah. stuff like that but you know you need a side character to do that yeah but you know they were all because he couldn't do nothing if he was driving the bus right. and nobody else would have been there to do what he was doing and basically. they were able to like establish a trust between those two yeah. and everything and it happened you know she just so happened to lose her driver's license for speeding <laughs> and you know who originally Corny. who originally was gonna play annie uh who well or at least who Gramios wanted to play oh. annie uh ellen degeneres so this was back before she before be she because movie. when they were filming it was ninety three it was before she had come out on her show so I'm flabbergasted right now so yeah so she was gonna but they wanted her to be a driver's ed teacher that was really jokey and funny so they wanted a lot more comedy with that's so this why they movie had Ellen. wouldn't have worked it, it might like, not have like it, it might have you never know I mean remember back then <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres she 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 looked acted differently but she was very funny and everything she's always been very funny and so. If they needed it in that comedic role, then it would have worked. But I mean, I felt like it, it would have been, been more of one of these. Are these, we at, are we home yet? Type movie. Or yeah, you know, yeah, just just something where you have the slapsticky side character. Whereas National this one, Lampoons. this one, Sandra Bullock was actually funny in the movie in certain parts, but she could be intense and and she was a good fit for Jack. Yeah, you know, yeah, oh, real real good fit and and. I don't really they have know great anybody. chemistry. Oh yeah, they do. But it, it's funny what they've done two movies together. I think. Yeah, Lake House in this one. Do you really think? I thought the best part of this movie, in my opinion, was the beginning with the elevator scene. I thought that was the greatest part of the movie. Uh, it was. It was definitely an amazing setup for our yeah. hero. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know. Because it gives us nothing personally. In 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 Die Hard. John's on the plane and mm-hmm. he he's 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 reaching up to get his luggage and you see his his gun so you and he goes oh it's okay I'm a cop you know so you get that he's a cop you get that he's coming to visit his family you get all this stuff personally in this movie you get nothing personally because we don't need to uh, we don't need to because we don't need to really care about the hero in this movie yeah. we need to care about the people and that's represented by yeah. Sandra Bullock yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah the, the elevator scene is great uh, when, it, when it starts off because you know the first shot you get of him is him the car flying through the air over a hill 
and Which it's just landing possible. like it's yeah, yeah it's a little weird but whatever but um, movies do that all the time and and you, you get I mean look at Fast and Furious I mean some of the stuff that they do on that movie there's no way in God's like remember we talk about this all the time and with my wife too and it's it's a me driving a my car wife from one building to another no no the longest runway oh yeah known to man yeah and especially when I was Furious. when I was studying for my pilot's license I remember watching that movie and it it, it was one of the very first things as soon as they got to the airport within the first minute of going down the runway I'm like yeah they would have been done by now yeah and when one, and then one five minutes later it. they're still going down the runway and you're like come on yeah and Wonder Woman could have done a lot more yeah you know, but I'm movie. glad that they got rid of her so she could go do Wonder Woman yeah. because then she'd probably be stuck with contracts yeah. in the Fast and Furious yeah. movies instead but, of doing but, that but I don't know because my, my favorite character comes back in this one this next one Han Oh, he's, yeah. he's my favorite character. He's from good the whole because series. he's like the the he's Keanu chill. Reeves of yeah. this because he's very just chill, laid but back. But, but he but he can drive like better than he can than ninety percent. Yeah, I mean he he's he's the king of drift. Isn't you know? he like super rich too? And that's how he can afford. Stuff no, no, better. his he worked for like basically the the Asian mob or something like that with cars, you know. But he was just he was just a. But uh, his first movie chronologically, yeah, was part four, yeah. because if you remember, he had. Uh, Tokyo Drift, but that took place after, after part six or seven. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> back, back to this one. I, I, I say that for the beginning of the movie, I, I felt like that was the greatest part of the movie. I mean, Is I, it because of all the establishing of characters, shots, no, location? No, it, it, it's the, the, the camera work. Yeah, because Jan DeBond is a cinematographer uh, it was responsible beautiful. for... I mean, have you seen Hunt for Red October? Yeah. Okay, because I never watched that when I was a kid. Long time I, I was stupid and like, oh, that looked boring or whatever. Yeah. But I watched it about five, six months ago, and I'm like, this is an amazing movie. And just the shot, those opening shots with yeah. with like there in you can see the icebergs and and it's just amazing. Uh, so yeah, the cinematography is great. He's he had done Die Hard a few years before this, right? So he knows elevator shafts. Yeah. He knows how to shoot down. But elevator that's what's so beautiful about it. Elevator. Like like you know, I watched the rest of the movie, and I'm kind of just like, well, you know, I mean, it's awesome, awesome the way he did it. But those first few, first what like 10, 15 minutes of the movie, I thought was the best shot part of the movie. Now again, it doesn't make sense because. Well, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, you know, to be the greatest part of the movie when the movie's called Speed and it's about vehicles and buses. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, th I think... But it was just phenomenal. I would say, I, I don't know, I think they're great, but I, I think that there's a lot better shots and, and in like the movie with, with the, the bus and the intensity of the train. I, I guess it's just for me stuff. personally. Yeah, that, that's maybe and, a personal and, thing. And, and like you said, seeing the scene, you know, that uh, we get what we get that we don't get into the newer movies where it's a lot more realism in 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 action movies you know this is the the, the generation of action movies you know from from early 9 er, actually let's say about middle middle of 80s to the beginning of 2000 kind of you know th that time period in between there was we got some of the greatest action movies known to man right you know um, so in this establishing shot, we you know we see we see Jack, we see Harry come up, Joe Morton talking about everything that's going on. The dialogue is so snappy and quick and just perfect. Um, you get all the information if you're paying attention. You get all the information you need for the rest of the movie. Um, you know, Jack's like volunteers Harry to go look at it, and you can tell Harry's like, yeah, right. And then as soon as he's like, both of you go. 
And you can tell Harry's like, oh, God, I got to go and get close to the He dips his head, and he's like, God, what did he get me into again? Yeah, exactly. So you go into the elevator shaft, and they're like, and Jack's like, well, what about this? What You know, he's very proactive, whereas Jeff Daniels like, look, dude, chill out. Mac told us to chill. We need to chill. We need to follow orders and all that kind of stuff. So Harry is very by the book following orders, and you can tell that he is uh, superior to Jack. So it feels like Jack has just recently joined the SWAT team slash bomb squad because I don't know. I guess I don't know if SWAT SWAT team and bomb squad are like the same people in some places or whatever, but they were bomb experts, but they were on the SWAT team. So I don't know. Um, But that being said, you know, they get in there and 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 obviously uh, Harry is like saying, all right, pop quiz. You're at the airport. All right. Pop quiz. Airport. Gunman with one hostage. He's using her for cover. He's almost to a plane. You're a hundred feet away. Jack. Shoot the hostage. What? Take her out of the equation. Go for the good wound and he can't get to the plane with her. Clear shot. You're deeply nuts, you know that? Shoot the hostage. Harry, this is wrong. He's gonna blow it anyway. Why? I don't know, gut feeling. Right now, Mac outranks your gut, so we sit. This is taking way too long. How much do you think that elevator weighs? Jack, come on. Maybe we can do something about those hostages. We're not gonna shoot him, right? And so he's giving them scenarios. It's like, and I never thought about it until and what you're about to say. I I didn't even think about it until you mentioned it. I mean, it's not such a huge part, but I didn't think about it. It's not because they're just they're just BSing, right? He's just uh, Harry's like, all right, we need to pass time. So pop quiz. We're at the airport. Gunman has a hostage. Go, he's running to the plane. You're a hundred feet away. You know what do you do? And all that. And you know Jack's not paying attention at all. Jack is in the mo- focus his his primary focus in all life whenever he clocks in and he's a cop he is there to protect people he's there to save people and he's there to catch bad guys and stuff so he is 100% dialed in whereas Harry's got more experience and he's like okay let's follow orders there's a process to this sometimes you can't be a hothead you can't want to do everything and go on. sometimes you just have to wait and wait and wait and Jack's like I bet he so wish he followed his own advice on that one didn't he exactly so <laughs> and, but that's the thing I think even when we paused it it, it said he, he was Detective Harry whereas yeah. Jack was Officer, Officer Jack, Jack so yeah. maybe Jack was getting a promotion on the SWAT team or whatever or going for a job, uh, yeah. a certain job or something. You and know. you have like these scenarios. Or detective even. Yeah. And so maybe you have these scenarios. And so Jack gives the most non-action star response in the world. You know, any other action star, it's like you find out how to save the person without them getting hurt or whatever. Jack's like, no, shoot the hostage. Yeah. And Harry's like, what? And he's like, shoot the hostage. Go for the clear wound. He can't get to the plane with her. Clear shot. And uh, Harry's just like, you're nuts. You're truly well, and, nuts. And you see you see and the scene with Howard's listening to all yeah, of this, yeah, too. But, but what I'm saying is you see the scene, and, and you know, we, we find out that Howard is a uh, ex-cop, right. a bomb uh, a bomb diffuser, no less. Yeah, bomb you squad. Know, bomb squad, yeah. like to, top-notch, you know. Uh, Full-on Hurt Locker type stuff. Big cojones, all that kind of stuff, you know, and... and you know, I, I kind of feel I think like his Dennis was more psychopathic, and that's why he. Could yeah, <laughs> but De- Dennis Hopper just kind of seemed like 
he was probably agreeing with a lot of what Jeff Daniels was saying in, in the film. Uh, their characters were kind of agreeing with each other because he was probably like, why would you shoot the, 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 well, yeah, you know, because they're old cops, you know, right. the, the way they look at it is no, you, you want to make sure you go home to your family every single night, yeah. whatever that, that entails and whatever makes that happen. You know, you be careful, play it by the book. You know, don't go running into uh, a house uh, without thinking twice about running into a stinking uh, a bomb maker's house. You know, but you know, it's just kind of one of those things where it, you know, Harry didn't take any of his own advice. Yeah, at all. And and Jack is a doer. You yeah. know, Jack is not a waiter. Very simple. You know, he has one lane. That's it. Exactly. You know? So that's why when they were in the lobby and Mac was briefing about what's going on, immediately Jack's like, I want to get up there and do yeah. something. So he goes, Harry wants to go look at the thing. <laughs> He's not comfortable waiting for his assignment. He wants to, hey, we're going to go do this. Yeah. And then they get up there and uh, Harry's like, well, we got to wait. And Jack's like, no, I got to do something. He goes, I don't trust this guy. This yeah. is wrong. He's gonna. So he's got those instincts. Yeah. You know, he's got the, the the right instincts, but he may just be a little too hot headed. And yeah, but in this instance, he was he was he was right. He, he knew that the guy was going to blow it. They got the hook. They got the crane. They hooked it up and everything like that. But then, That's as you were smart man, yeah, That's pretty smart. But then, know, as you were thinking. saying later on, when they get off, they they finally get to the bottom of the the the, the deal because remember, uh, Harry's been listening to it. Uh, the whole conversation. So he finally gets in a position where he's got Jack and he's or where he's got Harry yeah. under his arm and he's got a bomb strapped to his chest and he's like pop quiz hot shot. You know, another weed in line, by the way. Yeah. The line. This day has been real disappointing, I don't mind saying. Why, because you didn't get to kill everyone? There will come a time, boy, when you'll wish you never met me. Mr. I'm already there. You see, I'm in charge here. I drop this stick, huh? And they pick your friend up with a sponge. Are you ready to die, friend? Fuck you. Oh, in 200 years, we've come from my regret, but I have one life to give for my country to fuck you. Go ahead, drop the stick. Do it. Shut up, Harry. Oh, we got all the balls in the world right here, man. Get it up. You got nowhere to go. Shut the hostage. <laughs> Say goodbye, Harry. You fuck. Freeze! Freeze! Give it up! You're out of options! <laughs> But he's like pop quiz same thing that harry just did pop quiz and that's you know a, a thing that kind of re repeats throughout the story but when jack is sitting there and of course harry's like shoot the hostage uh jack shoots harry in the leg his partner in the leg so that harry just drops and you see this look of shock on on howard's face now he was listening to the whole conversation yeah. i just don't think he thought he would ever do it and in that moment he realizes okay this guy is somebody that I can have fun with. Yeah. You know, so this, this guy's smarter and a little bit different than the, your typical cop. Yeah. He just shot his partner yeah. to save him. That's the way he this guy thinks. I want to play with this guy a little bit. Yeah. Now, he obviously had the backup plan because this bus thing was, what, a couple yeah, of weeks later? Yeah, backup plan on top of backup plan on top of backup plan, really. Probably, you know? because yeah. this, this bus plan 
it came maybe a couple weeks. That's how much it would have taken Harry to recover to be able to walk in with a cane. And then you have the award ceremony. Mm-hmm. So probably about a couple weeks later, he and you can't set up that bus job that quick because he said he spent, what, years on that. He said, years yeah. I invested Three my years. life on the building job. Yeah. So he had to have that backup planned and everything like that. So he, he assumed, but I like I like his face whenever Jack shot Harry because then he he, he looked like what the hell? like it's the first time that he's yeah, like this guy's just crazy. He he might be on the different side of me, but he's about as crazy as exactly, I am. Exactly, exactly. And he's the only one that makes it like the only time that he has pause is, is moments like that with Jack. So well, I, I, like I look that. at. You know, every time I watch a cop movie, especially an old action movie, I always and, and this movie is not the greatest movie in the world, but I it, it, it truly portrays action cop movies is Last Action Hero with 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 uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, yeah, it also has it, Charles Dance. Yeah. Game but of Thrones. It, it literally makes fun of the ridiculousness in a lot of cop movies and the way they react and just like shooting, oh, shooting, shooting the the hostage. Well, he even told, I think his name was Jack in it. Yeah. The kid even told yeah. Jack, Adam, uh, or Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, you know, how did you go through that and survive? Yeah. And he's like, what do you mean? I, I always, I always survive. You know, he could do these things. He shoots at a car and, and it doesn't and explode. He's like, why didn't it explode? That's when he explode? comes into the real world. Yeah. He's like, that's weird. And he actually does get hurt and hurt in the real world. So yeah, that's, well, that's pretty good and, comparison. And, and, and I always go back to that. Anytime I watch an action cop movie, I always go back to Last Action Hero, how, how it really points out the ridiculousness yeah. Especially of a lot of, of 90, these cop 80s movies. and 90s, yeah. Because yeah. guarantee 90% of cops would never go through a situation like half these cops go and in through. the 80s and 90s those those cops were unkillable yeah you know yeah. And like 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 they the, were superheroes it was a superhero exactly. type movie you know yeah and 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 so i go back there but so we we get through this elevator scene right and we get some of the classics lines throughout it you know shooting the hostage it's it's a lot of setup for the rest of the movie right. and, and the way that these characters are going to act and what, what these characters are going to do and it's a lot of setup and we we learn that harry just does not know how to take his own advice on a lot of things i mean just like you know oh I, i'm i'm gonna be sitting at a desk you know i'm not gonna be running around you know but i mean the entire movie yeah he's sitting there for a couple scenes where he's sitting there, but most times he's up on his leg where he shouldn't be, and but I think he, going to places where he shouldn't go. And and do you uh, think he was planning on retiring, or do you think? Oh yeah, because I don't but know if they, he was. They set up a lot of stuff without actually going through with it. You know, it seemed like he wanted to. He never had any plans on. You know, he was talking with Jack and everything. But I mean, obviously after Jack shot him, then he wasn't able yeah. able to be out anymore. But with this intro to Dennis Hopper and all that, obviously we see him right off. And I like when the villain is introduced before the hero but he doesn't use a gun right any other 80s 90s movie that would be you know when that security card comes up on him and he's hiding in that knife with a paper it would have been a gun and somebody would have just shot him even with a silencer well he did have that one gun that was a pretty big gun well that wasn't towards the end everything. but this one he like brutally stabbed the guy with a knife so you're like okay this guy's a psychopath yeah and then what does he say he says uh, nothing nothing personal personal. (laughs) you know it's like so it's kind of personal I think yeah and so in a movie like this the villain has to steal the scene from the hero whenever he's on screen it has to be him hamming it up with you know the hero reacting you know on the phone he even breaks the fourth wall and looks right at the cameras and says ha 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 interactive tv uh wave of the future ha 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 huh yeah, you know, yeah. and then he's talking to Jack. Wave of the future, Jack, and he's looking right at the camera when he does that. Well, so that's that's how you could tell. Like they told Dennis Hopper, like, look, just be 
hammy, cheesy villain, over the top, King Koopa, crazy, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, maybe not that far. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, that, that one role of his, you know, we're talking Mar- Mario Brothers or whatever. Yeah. But, but you know, yeah, then he has, you know, his, his basic premise and everything. So he, he blows up a bomb the next movie and we get started, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and, uh, and, and, you know, like I said, we keep going back to the elevator scene, but we get through that. Um, it really kind of sets up our characters. And we meet Annie. We meet Annie. Uh, she's late for the bus, you know, and, and everybody on the bus knows her. And she's kind of one of those people persons. and At least the driver knows Yeah, her. and you don't really know. She doesn't really establish where she's going. But let's say it's a good thing that they took her license away because she doesn't pay attention yeah, to Jack no. crap whenever, not Jack Chapman, but she doesn't pay attention to Jack crap when she's no. driving because, I mean, she hit that baby carriage. <laughs> uh, who, puts, who puts canes in a baby? And who owns one of those baby carriages? I don't know. I mean, those but, things are like, like 60 years old at this point. Yeah. But, I mean, think if there was a baby in it, she would have killed that yeah. baby. She's lucky that there were just cans in it. But she was like, wait, where are we going to get an escort to instead of just driving the bus like she should? Yeah. Wait, where are we? And she looks over at Jack and she's not paying attention. And then she almost hit some kids kids and she goes she goes why aren't they in school why aren't you in school <laughs> it's just like i love the quick writing yeah. and you barely catch it because it's yeah. so fast paced in that and at the same time she's somewhat flirting with jack at the same time doing driving at the same time well, so it's she like, obviously she's very like, distracted she sees him he's a very good looking guy yeah. he's uh brave he's a tough yeah. badass jumping on from cars all this kind of stuff so and you know the, he's a typical action hero before you add character oh, yeah. and personality you know he did 90 percent of his stunts in this movie yeah and they didn't even want him to do the jumping onto the bus stunt but he practiced in secret yeah and was able to do it so and this that, is this is i mean he's He's not obviously Tom Cruise caliber as far as doing his own stunts. No, but Tom Cruise he, he would have does. actually gotten onto one of those little yeah. tracks that went under the bus like Jack yeah. did. Now, that was some movie magic to make it look like he did that, yeah. even though there was some shots that you could see it was mm-hmm. it was there. But, yeah, Tom Cruise, he would have done, just yeah. done it on fully. But it's, you know, Keanu Reeves is one of those actors that do that, though. He, he really, he does a lot of his own stuff. Like John Wick, he went through, like, extensive training you know, to shooting different guns and doing different types of martial arts. And you see him in a lot of his movies. He's fight, He does a lot of martial arts, and I think he does know certain forms of martial arts. He has to. Yeah. You know, doing Matrix and things like that. You know, I mean, he... He he does a lot of his own stunts, even in Matrix. I you think know? he does have some kind of belt in some kind of martial arts. I don't think it's black, but I think it's just like it might be... I don't know. Taekwondo or something like that. I thought it's called like Seven Eleven Doe or something like that. <laughs> I know he likes Kung Fu because in yeah. all his oh, yeah. movies it's like. Well, and I'm reading a, a comic Fu. book right now. It's called Berserker, and That's it's right. and he produced it, and uh, he they're they actually talking about putting a film together is with it, it. A movie, or are they going to do like a series? Mm, I don't know. I, all I know is that it's it's kind of like a it's a comic book slash you know graphic novel in a way, but it's uh it's kind of like some of his characters he does, except for this person is eight thousand years old, you yeah. know. But, but it's a it's really really good book, and uh, if anybody wants to watch, uh, read it, man, you, you should because it's it's worth it. That's good. You know? Can't wait for it to come out. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to hit real quick is 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 just an example of like the attention to detail that they have in this, with making sure that everything has a purpose and cutting out all the fluff. Like, whenever he drops into the elevator at the beginning and Howard pulls that shotgun and says, I don't think anybody would give me three million just for you. He pulls the trigger and Jack actually, instead of Jack just like blinking or whatever and then grabbing the gun, Jack actually goes, 
you know, like like he he was expecting to get his head blown off just then, and then he grabs the gun. Another thing I want to say about that is a good thing he didn't shoot that because that's a that's a twelve gauge shotgun, and that would cause everybody in that that elevator to lose their hearing. You know, that would have blown out hearing uh, or uh, eardrums and stuff. So, um, anyways, uh, I like that it was real subtle moment that he decided to go mono and mono with Jack uh, whenever he left. Um, and uh, so, so, so before we, before they get on the bus and start that whole thing, I know we were kind of getting into that, but they're at the party after the award ceremony. Um, you know, Harry uh, says, "We are the two luckiest guys in the world." You know what? We got the bad guy, and we didn't lose any civilians. Yeah, That's we're right. good. No, you were lucky. No, we were lucky. You better understand it. We were dealing with a total psycho. This guy could have blown us up at any time. And I got a bullet in me. Six inches off the mark, and they're giving the medal to my wife. Harry, come on, man. I mean, we won. We got him. Do you listen? Do you ever? Because I am not going to be around to back you up. So you better start thinking. Guts will get you so far, and then they'll get you killed. Luck runs out sooner or later. Right, Chief? That's right. Jack is the only one who says that they were good. We were good. Yeah. We got him and everything. Yeah. And Harry and Mac are like, no, look. And and Harry finally is like, look, do you listen? Do you ever? Because I'm not going to be around to back you up. So, you know, Harry obviously at that point was relegated to a desk. He's not going to be around anymore to back uh, to make Jack think in these situations. Stop and think. You know? Um you know, he he even tells him, "You better start thinking." You know, guts will get you so far, and then they'll get you killed. Luck runs out sooner or later, isn't that right? Yeah, Mac or whatever. And he goes, "Yeah, that's right." So it's 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 kind of a bit of foreshadowing, saying you need to start thinking before you just run, you know, balls to the wall into it. But situation. I don't think he really ever does. Throughout he kind of does because that's whenever he starts thinking about the camera. You know, and then he he went okay. So when Harry dies. Yeah. And whenever Harry does the assault, he blows up, and then uh, Howard calls him and is like, oh, yeah, he didn't make it. Jack loses it, and he starts punching stuff and starts kicking stuff until Annie calms him down. And he's thinking about Harry in that moment, and I think in that moment he might have thought to himself, you know, what you got to start thinking. WWH. What would Harry right? do? Yeah. What would Harry what do? What would Harry do? Um, so, you know, he said, better start thinking. Guts will get you so far, and then it'll get you killed. And so throughout this whole time, you know, he's telling, like, like uh, Mac, he's like, no, we can't do that. He'll see. I got orders. You know, he's yeah. he's now he's thinking and everything. And now when Harry dies, he's thinking about Harry. And now he's calming down. And he's thinking a little bit. He looks at her sweater and sees that she's from Arizona. And that's why, you know, he was calling her a wildcat. The, the quality of that video that Dennis Hopper's character was wouldn't looking have been at able to see wouldn't that. have been able to no. see that little tiny Arizona was, helmet. Maybe, maybe there's a, another logo somewhere on the sweater. Because remember, she took it off. Yeah. So maybe when she was wearing it, there's another logo he saw more. I don't know. One of those movie things you got to let go. It's called a, what, a yeah, Ra- Rachel moment. We wouldn't have a movie. We wouldn't so, have a movie. 
but he he in that moment he even says i didn't even pick up on it before he called yeah. you a wildcat and i didn't even pick up on it he's you know he's been honest since since minute one from the jump yeah. and so you know he's starting to think now and thinking okay well how can we get around this and instead of just i mean he powers through everything yeah through force he powers through everything yeah. that's how he gets through things now he's actually thinking and coming up with a plan and doing all this kind of stuff so i really liked i really liked that scene at the beginning when because it's kind of a a foreshadower um yeah so i don't know i'm sorry like when they're in the elevator with dennis hobber's character where's jeff daniel's gun i know he didn't have any any second to Probably try when to he take fell jeff through, daniel it dropped yeah, he might have dropped it when it threw. He's got to have a sidearm because remember know? when Jack jumped down, he jumped but then fell, and as he was getting up, Howard had the gun in his face. He didn't even wasn't able to bring his gun up. Right, right, right. But it wasn't when until when they when, wrestled and got when Keanu falls through and they got the shotgun held on him, wouldn't that be an ideal time for for Jeff Daniels. for Harry to pull his gun and? If he had one, he so should funny. have His backups and everything. Too, just like so, okay. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, I know, right? So there are things that you have to let go, yeah. right? Yeah. So there's that. There's a couple little movie mess-ups, okay? Yeah. One of the biggest things that was brought to Graham Yost's attention, where he goes, yeah, that's that was that was a big oversight on my part, was when he finally, when Jack finally catches up to the bus to get on, right? Yeah. It's only going like five miles an hour. Yeah. Because it had been stopped. He runs up to it and it just starts going, right? Why didn't he pull out his gun and shoot out the tires? Yeah. Because that, for one, uh, for, stopped the bus. another one, there's a cops nearby, yeah. right? There's it cops would have stopped the bus. Traffic. The bus driver would have been like, okay. Okay, yeah, like this needs to Point be done. The damn gun there's cops <laughs> over here. We can get the cops if this is a crazy guy or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or... He, it's going so slow, he could have stopped in front of the bus. The bus driver, if he didn't want to run over somebody, would have stopped. So well, That was a p- pretty Jaguar, though. But they, yeah, I know that, and they had to get the character all, you know, there where it almost stops the bus. It's creating that tension. It would have been better to leave it off because now I'm sitting here thinking, why didn't he shoot out the tires? Well, it's just, know? it was a setup for Toon Man. So Toon Man can be in part two. I got to get on that bus. You got to get him. Yeah, yeah, you get on the bus. Drive straight! Stay in this lane! Shh, watch the road. Oh, wait a minute, what are you doing? Are you insured? Yeah, why? No, no! Ah! Broke my, my door! Sir, I need to take your phone. Take the phone! Good old tune man. Yeah, so that's the whole reason it was set up. It was just so that Toon Man could be in part two. Played by Glenn Plummer, who was in Showgirls, teaching What's-Her-Name How to Dance, and he was also in uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yes, I remember. He was the cop on that one. Yeah, but, uh, you know, uh, we had to have Toon Man in part two, so that's why they had, you know, that's why they couldn't shoot out the bus tire. Take the wheel. What? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. But anyways, you know, so we're getting going here in the bus. Sandra Bullock's in there. She's she's driving. Uh, well, she's not driving. She's a passenger at the time. Then we got the bus driver who, you know, he's is you know you could tell he's he's just tired. He just don't want to do this no more. But does this backup plan with the bus? Does that? 
I mean, does that work unless you have a cop crazy enough to jump on the bus and no, monitor the situation? Not in the because 90s. Because otherwise, if you don't have, because if this was his backup plan and he didn't have Jack, who would he call to tell that the bus was going to explode? And by the time they got there, it would have been too late anyways, because yeah. nobody is as passionate in this police department as yeah. Jack is about it doing his job. So that was another one of these little things that you kind of. And ha- how in God's green earth does Jack, I mean, He's saying that where the bus is going to be at that moment, he takes off really, really quickly. I know I, I've got a feeling that you can't really get anywhere in L.A. as quickly as he got to that bus. Unless, he, he, was so only, to find unless he was only like five blocks away. Maybe True. Howard made sure that it was he, close enough for him to catch it was, up. Yeah, it was close enough because he knew Jack's routines. He probably spent those couple weeks of, you know, after the elevator thing. Um, following Jack around, you know, this guy should have retired. His routine, and, and I bet stuff. he could have probably got a pretty darn good job. I mean, I granted, maybe not working with bombs anymore because he did blow off like his that. thumb. Or yeah, even that, he could have been you know? like a contractor or something. As but. smart as the guy was, the character was, you would think that he wouldn't have any problems finding a really good paying job after the force, you know, or something. Yeah. But again, we wouldn't have the movie. And if you look, you know, it shows that he's parked right in front of Jack's car there when that first bus explodes. So yeah, you Jack see that, is paying more attention. That, and you saw that extra. He didn't go past the point to block that car. Right. Like, he stood right in the most perfect spot where it, right as Jack's pulling out, you could see Howard's uh, car. Yeah. And the extra literally standing right next to it, yeah. you know, a mile away, and yet just so happened to just be able to see that spot of the car, you know. Just so happened yeah. to. Yeah. So we get on the bus, and then, you know, Sandra's, Sandra's not driving yet, so uh, she's... Uh, you get the bus driver on there, and then Jack, you know, somehow gets his way on that on that bus. And basically, from this point on, it's just set piece after set piece. Right. You know, you have, all right, Jack needs to get on the bus. Okay, he's on the bus. All right, now there's an unarmed gunman. He has to take care of that. Okay, that's good. Now, we're on the highway. It's about to get crappy. We need to find a good place to drive. So, for the next five, ten minutes, it's going through L.A. traffic, getting off the highway, going through the city, going through all these places to finally get onto. The empty stretch of highway. Okay, we're good now. Now we can have a little breather. Now we can get to know our characters a little bit more. We get to know Andy a bit more. All that kind of stuff. Um, so so you're, you're finally on the bus, and I think the main driving force of this entire movie has got to be the music. Those oh, yeah. strings, the and of course there's the awesome theme, you know, and the strings going, and then there's different variations of it, like the with the train scene. It's kind of it's got those themes in it, but yeah. it's got its own little. Theme. It's like Bad it's Boys. The bad Boys is like this is the elevator yeah. theme. Yeah, you know, like, Bad Boys is just it's not filled with a bunch of. Uh, Singers, rappers, you know, different artists. It's, well, it's actually part just two and three, or was, but well, the original. You know I mean? bad yeah, it, it's yeah. set up with this big orchestra type type music, you know, and it's it's real heart pumping music. But I mean, you can't have a '90s or '80s uh, action movie without that type of music. But remember you really the can't. remember the theme song from the first Bad Boys. Oh, mercy, mercy, mercy. Yeah. But I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, like you have the classic music building building you up the entire time. Yeah. You know, that class and action movie uh, tunes, you know, where, where it's 
they borrow from a lot of different action movies, which I've noticed, you know, just the, the somewhat tune, it might be seeming like a lot of similar. Like, I, I thought, like, even some of the music was, like, from Terminator. I was like, man, didn't they use this song in Terminator bum, or two bum, or something? Bum, yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Well, but, I, I mean, you know, classic. I challenge you to, to listen to this music and to concentrate on some of the, the yeah. music. Or listen, watch this movie and concentrate on the music. It's yeah. just phenomenal. Yeah. It's that driving force. It's, I mean, like I said, each different set piece has its own variation of the original, mm-hmm. where even if it's like, you know, it's just like drums going, you know, it's just, just, I don't know the, the music, as we say, okay, you've always said, you know, location is a character, yeah. right? Like you go, you say almost yeah. every episode we're talking yeah. about this, just like so, in this movie, right? The bus is a character yes, in this correct. movie. Correct. When I say location, I mean not only just the set, you know, not just where they're at, but also things. Yeah, in this. and not even L.A. the whatever the the place. It's more just about that bus that they're yeah. in, elevator to a to a point, train to a point, but it's real quick. But yeah, that bus is a huge character in yep. this movie. Yep. Um, you know, and, and so does some crazy, crazy jumps. Yeah, and they all of its practical effects, or at least most of its practical mm, effects. One they did scene. some with the bus jump. Yeah, that was that was CGI and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, with him, the going rest of it, yeah, there, very, him jumping. Very, yeah, even there. But I mean, they're actually on location on a bus. The, yeah. the bus isn't a set in a studio that they have green screen or whatever it may be. Yeah. It's practical, they're, right? Like and saying. so when they were building this, they they, they were, when they were shooting this, they were actually building a freeway at the time that which yeah. is the empty freeway you saw um they were actually building that so pretty much all the shots you see that with them on a highway that's them on that freeway yeah. they just find different ways to make well it and that's look where the different. guy got the idea for it because he saw a missing piece of the highway for driving, that driving down one time for that for the piece, bus jump because that wasn't even in the movie until last minute and then suddenly uh it was yonda bont who was who saw that and was like I need that in the movie. And so he told Graham Yost, write it up. And Graham Yost is like, yeah, sweet. And he, the writer, he's even the first one to say, look, this is completely impossible in real yeah. life, but it's not about that. It's about the spectacle. There's a yeah, lot. Yeah, they could have left that. I, I feel like they could have left that one that scene out. And Just like it, same thing. It like with, fine. with the train, when the control panel got shot up, you made the point. Like, wait, he could speed up, but he can't slow down. Yeah. And I was like, well, it was because the bad guy shot him in such a way, such a specific way, where the, the only speed, the up. only changes you can make are dangerous. Yeah. So. But yeah, so I mean, throughout the whole thing, it's just set piece after set piece. We have the bus jump. One thing about the bus jump is what you saw in there when it zoomed in on the gap, that wasn't actually 50 feet. What you saw was actually 177 feet. Yeah, and they did it like twice, didn't they? Like, because the first well, the time st- was too perfect. The right? stunt they did. And of course, they don't jump it over a real gap. They, they do it on a regular street and then they just cut it out. Cut it out and everything. But the the actual gap that they shot was 177 feet because when they got a 50 foot gap when they CGI'd a 50 foot gap it really didn't look like that. And can much. you imagine the stunt man? He's at home right eating breakfast with his kids and his wife and he and his wife says, uh, "So what are you doing today?" He said, "Well, I think I'm going to go <laughs> jump a, a a bus off a ramp. about 50 feet off a ramp." See how that goes. Well, they were really worried because the force of that bus coming down, they were worried about spine injuries. Okay, honey, I'll see you later. <laughs> I think they finally had to like build some kind of suspension system or where something. he was. It was actually like this suspension where he was, the, the driver was in suspension. 
so it was yeah. like on wires and stuff yeah. so he was never actually seated yeah. and everything so i don't know it and, just and it just it felt they got too it on, much yeah, i think and they destroyed the bus after that too oh, i, I mean complete the shocks went out the suspension yeah. all that kind of stuff but I, I just felt like that was a part that was i mean i get they needed a little bit but it was just a little bit too much but I it's think. the standout most popular scene from the movie so that's yeah yeah it is a spectacle but this whole movie is a spectacle yeah. so that was them like indulging in 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 Indulge. everything that they were already doing so yeah um but then yeah they eventually get to the airport we we jack's lose. the idea off the fly mind you like right. you were saying with him thinking more rather than just you know jumping ahead and just you know running through uh, an obstacle you know he thinks about it and he right. catches it and says you know and, and it's something that i probably wouldn't have thought of right off the bat but it was just it shows that he was starting to think at this moment you yeah. know where he was like you know what would be the best place and even his captain was like that's my boy because he was just like you know he understood exactly what he's he was got, doing he's got great instincts as yep. a cop so he's using his gut feeling which is what he usually does but he's also thinking now more about harry you know and like harry told him to 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 think about these things yeah. and, and then the and this captain's like, "How many lives you got, Jack?" Yeah, that's what after he almost got run over. And that when I was younger was my favorite scene because like everybody was worried about Jack, and he was like the tough movie star in trouble, but he was trapped under the bus and nobody could get to him and everything. <laughs> and the music was sweeping. And I think the only other option, I mean, again, they, they went to the airport because not only was it the smartest idea because, you know, he could literally just go in circles, you know, but the fact because that it they was an emergency runway, they said, right. That and it wasn't used, but, but the fact that the choppers weren't allowed in there as well. And he knew right. that because he, he wanted to blind Den, uh, um, Howard's character. He wanted to blind him because at that point he didn't know that they, he had a secret right, camera right. inside the bus. So right then and there, he was just like, but he, yet he still, even without knowing the cameras, he still asked permission to get off the bus, even though that the choppers weren't above head, things like that. He still asked for permission. So it was kind of like he was thinking ahead, like, I better ask for permission because there might be a still another way of, of them watching what he's doing. And it's letting Howard know that even though the cameras aren't in there, Jack is still complying yeah. with him. He's still asking permission to do this or that. They're not trying to pull the wool, even though they're going to try to pull the wool yeah. over his head. They're not actively doing it right now. But, so. but, and, and Harold had to know that... Harold. Harold. Howard. Harold. Well, I was going to say Harry's real name many. is Harold. So. Yeah, um, but ha Howard's kind of... You know, he knows not to trust Jack. You know, he knows Jack's going to find every opportunity to try to get out of this, you know, and go against what he's going to say. You know what I mean? And, you know, yeah, he was he was trying to settle down Dennis Hopper's character the entire time because, you know, I mean, as you could tell through the scenes, he was very high tensed. You know, uh, Dennis Hopper was very high tensed, you know, high -tensed. W waiting for his plan to unravel, you know, where. But he goes to the airport and then we just we I felt like we kind of started to slow down. So, okay, it just not, not not metaphorically slow down, not not actually slow down the bus, but I mean, in a way, it just started to slow down. I felt like well, and and sorry, I was what I was gonna say is that I didn't even run until you had just said it a few minutes ago, and I looked up and I'm like, sure enough, 
he's got the same name as this one and Dumb and Dumber. And both these movies uh-huh. were shot and came out at the exact same time. There you go. He, there, you know, Jeff Daniels had two movies come out in 1994, and that was Speed and Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. And so I was just like, wow, in both those movies, he was named Harry. That must have been really yeah. easy. Maybe, maybe when he got onto one of them, you know, it was a different name. He's like, look, can you just call me Harry? I'm still off <laughs> yeah. of this other movie. Still it's just easier. Yeah. yeah. Still, I'm a very, uh, what do you call it, method actor. Uh-huh. And so I'm still going by Harry. And they're like, look, guys, just call him Harry. Yeah. Um, but, you know, once they enter the um, the airport, you know, Jeremy Johns, who's a YouTube reviewer, he made a good point in that everything from there, everything from the, the time that they enter the airport, everything changes. Yeah. Now, you say they slowed down a bit. I feel like it slows down. It's good because you've had nonstop action. You've had a little bit of right. le- levity here right. and there and stuff. But to go balls to the wall, I mean, that's what you want to do, but you got to have a little bit of breathe time every once in a while. Well, so especially in a theater. Feel in, the up again. In, in a theater, you want to go balls to the wall. You know, you right. just when you're watching a movie in a theater, you just want it to just not stop. You know what I mean? Where, you know, they're also thinking ahead of saying, okay, well, the movie's going balls to the wall, but. You know, we're also going to have people sitting at home watching this movie and they're not going to get it. You know, they're not going to get, get it. They're not going to get the fact that, you know, they're slowing down so that they can reset in a way. You know what I mean? Well, because it's they, like, they had to move scenes. If, if you have one action piece after another, right, they just kind of meld together. Uh, you, you have to build yourself back yeah. up because if you're just going from one action to another and maybe it's a letdown. You're like, eh, yeah, that wasn't as good. So, you know, you should continually be, you know, getting bigger and bigger. But you got to come down so that you can build back up again yeah. to those big action parts. Well, I kind of felt like it was kind of a – they slowed it down and rushed it kind of a little bit. You know, it was like, okay, we've got to fit these scenes in there. And we're going to do them in the last, you know, less than 10 minutes left of the movie. So let's wrap up the bus thing so that we can move on. Right, and what I was going to say is that everything there uh, uh, starts, and, and it does a, uh, a good way of showing it, too, from when they enter the airport, because the camera's shot from the pavement looking up. It's always good foreshadowing, right? Yeah. It's, it, 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 you know, usually, usually it's foreshadowing um, for some scene later on, but especially this one when they first enter and you see the tire pops, Yeah. right? And then that starts a chain reaction a chain reaction of stuff that gets them off the bus yeah so the tire goes out okay that's the reason that while uh jack was under the uh bus trying to fix it trying to dismantle the bomb that piece of rubber popped out and it messed him up with his um his little carriage that he was riding on so he had to stab the um stab the the fuel tank or whatever and then you know because they had to stab the fuel tank now they're running out of gas and they had to they got to get off the bus they had to come up with a plan so yeah. they had to come up with a plan they only had a minute of of time uh to record that fake footage um because they were running out of gas and that's what let led dennis hopper's character to figure out that it was looped so and then you know so it just goes on he from found, he found out way late he did but <laughs> do you see how and doing that he was able to then go down not fall for the trap but know that jack and annie were probably well jack was probably there he goes down to the scene sees annie grabs her and uses her so i mean all from that one establishing shot of them entering the airport and that tire popping. Yeah. And so he, that's always Him seeing Annie was just kind of like, he was probably thinking, wow, this is a perfect opportunity. Yeah. You know? So he was devastated. But so anyways, they looped the, the, the footage. Uh, a good old movie trope is, you know, just, and I think uh, many shows have made it, uh, made fun of that, you know, just, can't you just loop the footage over and over? And it's like, that only works in movies, you know, yeah. different things. Yeah. I think that originally started here in Speed. It had to have. But, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I that's what I think. But so they loop it. They get everybody off except for Annie and Jack because the tire blows again. And so they have to ride out on the little sled. The Which little was a pretty popular door. scene. I was just like, man, you know, I, that kind of looks kind of fun, actually. Yeah, know? yeah, it looks In fun. But they, I think they got all cut up from doing that. So anyways, the bus goes because they tied up the steering wheel and it goes and crashes into a plane, blows up. Now... They they're get they're they're you know, doing all this. That probably was. I know. In, seriously, real life. Well, unless they had planes, they needed to get rid of anyways. Guess. But the cleanup probably was a lot more expensive. And, and too. we never talk. You know, we talk about this every once in a while. But the fact that you know you you start to you know when you watch these movies, you're like, man, I really feel bad for the people that have to clean up after these superheroes <laughs> and these and these heroes that destroy the city. Like, it's like yeah, Spider-Man. we saved we saved uh, we saved twelve lives. But you ended up costing the city like eight million dollars. Is there was there a cheaper way, a cheaper say? Maybe get a discounted hero or something in there to come and save the city. But Spider Man fixed it and addressed it in Spider Man Homecoming. It was Michael Keaton's character who owned yeah. that business that was yeah. cleaning up, and they came in and they said Stark. So Tony actually paid for all of the cleanup. Yeah. So I mean, I get even though you know there's a lot of controversy that, that out there right pay for now. Nothing. And there, there's a lot of controversy out there. If you've heard on the the, the interwebs right now, of people being interwebs. pissed that that Tony Stark didn't pay any of the Avengers for their avenging. Yeah. So they never got paid or anything. So people, but I was kind of like, well, why should Tony have to pay? Him? Well, but think about it. Captain America was actually, uh, he was a soldier still. He, so he, he was still getting paid by the U S government. Yeah. yeah. But, but people want it anyways. Um, so the, the blows up, right? They're getting cleaned up by the ambulances and everything. And, uh, they're like, Hey, the bomber's calling. He wants to know where his money is. And, and Morton's like, give me the phone. I'll tell him what he can do with his damn money. Yeah. And Jack's like, no, no, wait, he doesn't know it blew up. We could still, we could still do a sting out of this. And I'm like, that was a humongous explosion. I realize that they shut news cameras down, but do you not think that that yeah. huge explosion of it that would have been jet reported. would have been some, somebody in the city would have seen it, somebody nearby would have seen it yeah. and reported it. It would have been reported. We have reports of a huge explosion with the uh, uh, plane and possibly the bus on uh, the airport. That would immediately made. Yeah. But anyway, so another I one digress. of the things you have to let go. So he finds Annie. He he cuts a hole underneath the trash can, uh, in the where the money drop off makes everybody else look like idiots again. And we're off on our third and last uh, set piece, and it's just like when you think you're just like breathing heavy, just like man, that was a rush of a uh, action movie. Now we have another action set piece to get into, and it's awesome because they chase each other down, and and then they you know Jack and and Howard have this conversation again. Now Andy's part of it. Freeze! Pop quiz, asshole. You have a hair trigger aimed at your head. What do you do? What do you do? Turn around. Turn around! Be prepared. It's the Boy Scout marching song. What are you going to do, Jack? I don't think you can shoot her. Let her go. No, I don't think I'm going to do that. Fill it. Now. Well, I think Harry would be very disappointed, feeling that we're right back where we started, huh? Let her go. You don't need her. You have the money. Take it and walk. Come on. Just take it and walk. You don't need her. Come on, just take it back! Stay right there. Stay right there. I'll do it. I'll let go. I'll let go. Oh, yeah. You still don't get it, do you, Jack? Huh? The beauty of it. A bomb is made to explode. That's its meaning, its purpose. 
Your life is empty because you spend it trying to stop the bomb from becoming. And for who? For what? Do you know what a bomb is, Jack, that doesn't explode? It is a cheap gold watch, buddy. You're crazy. You're fucking crazy. Oh, no. Poor people are crazy, Jack. I'm eccentric. Get the money. Let's go. Come on! Let's go! Move it! Move it! You stay! Move it! Move it! In the door! In that door now! Bye, Jack. Punk. And you know, real psychoticness of of Howard is starting to come. And why out does she now. say sorry? Like, I'm sorry I got captured by a, a, a maniac with probably a, with a bomb. Probably sorry I fell for it and allowed myself to get captured, type of thing. Like, because yeah. she was supposed to stay in the ambulance. Now I don't okay. know where the paramedics were. Like, if they were like, no, 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 these this is our patients. Yes. Well, he was here. dressed up as a cop too. Exactly. So, so, but I mean, she said sorry for basically sorry for getting caught. And now you have to deal with trying to save. But me anybody again. would sit there and be like, "What are you sorry? <laughs> probably for? sorry for having to save me again. Yeah. I know oh, you just well, saved okay, me. I get you that. It's, it's kind of you got to save my life too." Days and, or two times in one day. So, anyways, chases him down the subway, and he gets a chance to call him a punk. But you know, his psychotic. I know he's just like punk. You, punk. you felt like that. That that probably wasn't scripted in the. In the in he the just script. can't stand Jack. You know, he yeah. can't stand that Jack goes through life like he does with, like like Harry said. You know, this luck that yeah. keeps getting him out of these situations. Howard doesn't think that he's. He probably thinks he's a pretty good cop, but you know he thinks he's lucky a lot too, just like yeah. just like Harry did. But well, it probably frustrates him because he's you know Dennis uh, Howard's so smart, you know, and Harry was so smart, but Jack is comes not the yeah it comes out on top every time, and and so that probably frustrates him more than anything. Yeah, throughout luck yeah. or whatever. But I mean, you could say it's luck, but you could also say. Jack just knows what the hell he's doing. And yeah, it may just seem kind of off the wall ideas that he has sometimes. Maybe he's just, he knows what he can do. He knows what he can accomplish and he knows what he's doing. And, and yeah, anybody else is like, good job, go kill exactly. a bunch of people, cost the city $8 million. Good job, buddy. <laughs> and everybody else freaks out and stuff. It's like, well, this shouldn't be possible just because they can't do it or whatever. But Jack's like, look, I'm awesome, so I can do it. <laughs> so, anyways, um, so, you know, let's see. Da, 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 da. You know, whenever uh, a couple of the, of the lines that I like um, during that scene is, you know, he's like, do you know what a bomb is, Jack, that doesn't explode? It's a cheap gold watch, you know. So he's just like he's like, you know, obsessed about the bomb now. It's not really about the money because he has this feeling speech. Do you know what, you know, you try to stop the bomb from becoming and for who, for what? You know, he's going on about how important this, like, once you have a bomb, it's meant to explode. You kind of let it explode. So he has, like, this fanaticism for a bomb, you know? Like, he's crazy in love with bombs and all this kind of stuff because he's it's, been... It's like the, it's like the, what, you know, we see a lot of TV shows, a lot of movies where the, the fire inspector... Uh, the fire marshal inspector ends up being the bad guy and starting all the fires because he loves fire so much that, or he worked around fire so much he understands them. Just kind of like uh, with backdraft. Yeah, backdraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where Dennis Hopper's character is like he understands bombs to the point of like he relates to them in a way, you yeah. know. And and I feel like it's, there was an arrow. That's episode. kind of a story. Yeah. Oh, well, that was a more just a fireman or whatever. But, but but no, that's what I'm saying. Like this, it's a good you know a little twist you know what i mean that this one wasn't so much a twist as we knew what was going on you know and dennis hopper was telling us well look throughout at the movie the difference between dennis hopper and or should we say howard payne and hans gruber yeah okay hans were gruber he wasn't crazy at all 
he didn't you know he didn't he wasn't a terrorist he didn't have fanaticism all he no. wanted was money he says mm-hmm. i am a thief you yeah. know i'm not a terrorist i'm a, oh you're just a common thief and he tells what's your name i'm a very exceptional thief actually yeah. so he was all about the money howard he says he's about the money but you know really he's just I think he's gone off the deep end. Yeah. And he's, like I said, he's hamming it up and he's playing it up. So you have those differences, um, which I always thought were cool. But so anyways, you got you got them. They're fighting on top of the, uh, the, the train and somehow Howard is overpowering him. And they're talking about jumping off the damn train. Well, first of all, I want to get to the okay. joke where he says, uh, he I'm goes, I'm smarter you. than you. I'm smarter than you. And Jack... Gets his head lopped, or uh, gets Howard's head lopped off. And he's like, Can I get you? Oh, yes! What do you do, Jack? Huh? What do you do? You're so smart, right, Jack? Shit! I'm the guy with the plan, because I'm smarter than you. Yeah. Well, I'm taller. <laughs> it's like, ha, ha, ha. You're so funny, Jack. That, that, that but that's really. But that's one of those those one-liners that they took out, right? Jack never usually does that, but they left that one. You got to have that one little line, one-liner in there. Yeah, but I'm taller, you know. Well, the last line, no less. Exactly. You know? So you're like, okay, well, you got to at least let him have one. This is the '90s, after yeah. all. This is a yeah. '90s action movie, so let him have at least one or whatever. And then, yeah, some uh, obviously. And if you didn't know, the train conductor was uh, Richard Schiff, who most recently plays um, oh the main doctor who takes care of Sean on uh, Good, Good Doctor. doctor. Yeah. yeah, but he's a very he's a good character actor as well, and has been on a lot yeah, of different things. He gets things, marked but, in this one, man. He has a he has a nobody person you know role in this act yeah. in, in 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 this, this movie. Film. So, um, anyways, it gets shot up to where they can't stop it. They can't slow it down, but they can speed it up. I don't know why. And of course, the, the radio doesn't work. Called speed. So he can't tell, like Mac, like, "Hey, shut down the power." Maybe. Yeah. You know, it is an electric-powered train, so maybe they can shut down the power. But I digress. We, we don't know about too much about this stuff. So I don't know. maybe knows? not. Maybe, maybe not. But you know, and so he says, "I'm going to speed it up." <laughs> Because what else would Jack well, do? Well, no, in let's this go movie? back to it before it. They're talking <laughs> What's about the answer to that. I don't know. Speed it up. Yeah. Something will happen. Just speed it no, up. At first, they were literally going to jump out the train. It's like oh, she was handcuffed. I, I I know that, but they were planning to get her somehow yeah. unhandcuffed and jump out of the now, train. Who? Ju- I think your son just your jump son off the came train. in and was like was like, um, wouldn't that kill him? <laughs> they jumped <laughs> off, and I was like, well, probably not. I mean, they're definitely going to get hurt. Probably even some broken broken bones. But they were probably going about 40 miles an hour, which, I mean, that's fast. But, I mean, it's it's not necessarily kill you fast. You might have broken bones. Now, if you land in a totally horrible situation but where you're smacking your head. how can that be the option? Go to the back open. of the train, the furthest part of the train, and when it hits, hopefully you won't get hurt. No, no, no. The the option was to jump off before they yeah. sped it. No, I mean, I got that. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, like, like you should have just, just slowed it down and, and just sit the back of the train yeah. somehow. 
Oh, okay. Just see what happens. Well, yeah. I don't know. It, it, well, let's just speed his it things up. Speed it up to make it jump the tracks. Now, if you saw it, you said you, you see that they didn't need to speed no. it up to jump the track no. because the tracks just kind of ended. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, why did you speed it up? Anyways, but it's speed, so it's that's speed. why. <laughs> so so then, then, but that whole the exterior of the trains that was all done with models, mm. humongous models. Yeah. Humongous. Well, there's an O, Humongi. so you have to pronounce Humongous. Humongous. Um, so, anyways, it, that the train, the rest of the train flips, but for some reason, that one car that they're in shoots to the top perfectly. And then the rest of the train's going in a different direction. Exactly. It's like, and it's why don't you just sideways? go to that direction? Yeah, exactly. So the front train, but goes up, peaks uh, out the top, and comes out on the street, lands, goes Would sideways. Never happen. And then finally, she gets out of her handcuffs. Life. She goes, "You didn't leave me. <laughs> you didn't leave me." Well, what other choice she did goes, he have? Didn't have anywhere better to be just then. <laughs> typical, like, typical. Where we go? Typical where we go? Keanu Reeves. Didn't have anywhere to be just then. Hey, Sandra, I know we're going to do a movie in a couple of years, so I'll see you later. Yeah. I'm going to just jump right out of this train. Hopefully you make it. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, that would be pretty. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like whenever he got on the bus and he goes, come on, Harry, save my life. Yeah. Um, he was resigned to die with them. He he didn't say. Well, he even he said, didn't remember, say save our lives. He didn't say come on get the guy or whatever. Yeah. He said save my life, meaning I'm resigned to the fact that my fate is going to be the same as these bus passengers. Yeah. And you know, save well, how out of character for his his character in this movie to literally give up right then and there with Sandra Bullock. You know, right when they were going to jump the or. or uh, uh, he didn't. He did the last thing he, he said, could think of. Die. Was speed it up, make it jump the tracks. Yeah. That's all I got. But no, when, when, I with can't the bus reach out situation, and, like, stop it. Remember, uh, it was is that a character for when he said he said we're gonna we're gonna die? <laughs> oh, but I mean, okay. So you don't have many mo- emotional beats with it. That's another thing I like about speed. It doesn't harp on it too much. You don't need a lot of background because you're cutting straight to the action. But it gives you enough to know who these characters are, even if it's real quick, and then you're into the action again. But yeah, so. Dennis or uh, uh, Harry died, and he lost it. like his one anchor and everything and so yeah of course he lost it he's like we're gonna die but in that moment Sandra Bullock changed from being the frightened passenger that Jack was trying to calm to now their relationship had changed to where they were closer than strangers they were closer than a hostage cop I mean they were both talking about relationships in, in two different time periods you know about how you, you know, you can't start a relationship or what they say about starting a relationship and they extend you, uh, what, what did they say? Uh, she said, you know, most most relationships that start under intense circumstances, they never work. And uh, intense experiences, they never work. And, he, and she said, well, we'll have to base it on sex then. 
yeah, it just and that was at the end, but yeah, it was very that was kind of a randomness. I guess they were just trying to throw you know a little bit of romance into it. I mean, maybe wouldn't but, really call that romance, you know? Yeah, maybe she's but just throwing sex out there. I think so. it was cool because in that moment, they those two switched for a moment. Yeah, in that moment, because they had a connection, she had. To I keep think it they even had a somehow. romantic connection. She didn't see him as the cop that was saving her. She saw him as somebody that she cared for that whose world just got shattered yeah. because somebody, you know, he, he she's not really quite sure what happened, but something happened yeah. because she's never seen this guy lose it like this, lose yeah. his cool. And so he lost his cool and she became that person and he goes, we're going to die. And she goes, no, we're not. Yeah. She's like, well, so, so they probably did that just to kind of up her her cred in the movie in a way you know i guess right supporting the 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 hero as, yeah. as much as as much as he's supporting so but i mean that's that's the movie you know and then yeah. they, they make out and everybody's taking pictures and all this kind of stuff in that same van from crash that's carrying all those <laughs> no i'm just kidding but anyways they pull up there well. but and, and keep in mind remember it's only like noon yeah. Because all of the other stuff at the airport and stuff all took place before 11 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Because they 11, had to 11 o'clock is yeah. when the bus would have been blown up. Yeah. So this is all at least, you know, no it, later than noon. I know, but it felt like it, you know, it would it spanned over more of a like four or five hours, you know, four or five hours, but, you know, six to eight hours. Or like when they, by the time they're coming out of that thing yeah. on the train, it should have been like it, com- coming on seven o'clock. Yeah, now, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. The sun setting or yeah. something. But. Um, I don't know. There, there, there's a lot more to be said about this, I'm sure. We can make this a really, really, really long episode yeah. if we wanted to. But um, basically, you know, they it was such a success. They were all ready to go. And they thought, okay, we'll get Keanu. And we'll get Sandra on. Sandra signed on. Keanu, unfortunately, he read the <laughs> script. And he goes, I, I just don't get how this is, this is nothing like. And I started watching Speed 2 the other day yeah. before we watched Speed 1 together. Just because I didn't think it mattered because I've seen the first speed yeah. so many times. But I wanted to at least be able to say something. Um, it's cool to see Boba Fett with all his hair. Tamara Morrison. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's – and and uh, to see uh, a young um, Willem Dafoe in his crazy eyes uh-huh. and things that he does. But it, this movie is nothing. I mean, you had the very first scene at the the beginning where they're like, okay, we got to make this guy even crazier than Jack, right? Yeah, yeah Not going to happen. Nah. But, I mean, we're talking about uh, uh, Jason Patrick, who we talked about in the Lost Boys episode. Um he just he doesn't he doesn't hold a candle to Keanu Reeves when it comes to this type of role at least he had the one action scene and then the next time we had an action scene is when the things were blowing up inside the boat yeah so we had a good 20 minutes there of setting up getting to the boat getting to know this person that person that's not speed nope. that was a normal action movie so what I feel happened is that they this was like a spec script or maybe it was just a script that somebody wrote for a basic action movie and they said okay let's change some things around and make it a speed sequel speed on vacation well, yeah, exactly we'll throw Sandra Bullock in there and call it speed it's probably the one one film she regrets if, if I were her it would be yeah yeah, so I mean, it's there's nothing there's nothing redeeming. There's nothing. Uh, it's not a speed movie. Speed two isn't. It's just a kind of a regular action movie with not a lot of action in it. And you know, the the climax is a big boat uh, coming in at. I think when it finally hits, it's probably only going about twelve knots or something like that. So I mean, that's the big finale action. Now, yeah, it destroys that that uh, uh, port. And all the buildings on the in the port, 
but I mean, it doesn't. It's not even like a, a disaster movie level spectacle. So when we already have like disaster movies where you have things like this happening, but it's in a much bigger scale, and you watch this, and you're just like, this is what they could come up with with Speed Two? Are you kidding me? I mean, they could have even ripped off um, Die Hard 3 and made that a speed movie because then you're jumping around from different locations in the city trying to get there as fast as you can to stop that bomb. And once you stop that bomb from from going off, it automatically triggers another one to start counting down and you have to get to that one. That would be a good speed movie. You know, I don't know. You, you go a bunch of different ways. But, I mean, it wasn't like Keanu Reeves was, you know, busy. I mean, I'm sure he was busy, but, I mean, he took a look at the script and it was offered to him and everything, and he just goes, "I can't," you know. And you can yeah. find videos of him talking about it. Yeah. He's just like, I, "It just didn't. It didn't seem right." He goes, "You know, a bus was bad enough. You don't think about <laughs> you don't think about s- speed when you think about a bus, but a cruise uh, a cruise ship that's even slower. You know, how how do you do something like that?" Well, the only thing that made it speed is maybe like intense situations with the propeller, and Sandra Bullock was there, but uh, she wasn't even playing Annie. She was playing this other version of annie that didn't feel right yeah in part two yeah. so um you guys skip part two <laughs> unless you just want to watch a silly action movie that has nothing to do with this disconnected or whatever um it really i think there's uh joe morton's in it in the first five minutes um and there's mentioned of jack twice in the movie and toon man's in it within the first 10 minutes toon man's at the end for no reason other than to throw somebody to remind people it's a speed movie because what are the chances that some random guy that Sandra Bullock never even knew in the first one that just dealt with Jack is going to be on this boat that is used by another Sandra Bullock love interest. It's stupid. It was, I don't know, and you know, uh, uh, Graham Yost had nothing to do with the writing of that. And he even said it's like, because he originally was going to call this, Graham Yost was originally going to call this minimum speed. Because, you know, 50 was the minimum speed you could go. But then he realized, okay, minimum in a title of a movie like this, it doesn't work. You know, it makes it sound stupid. But he goes, it's almost it's almost just as bad as, um, uh, 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 what did he say? He said it's almost just as bad as part two because it's called speed control. Uh, it's called cruise control, right? It's play on words because it's good. It's a cruise, yeah. yeah I think it's yeah. taken up, but but cruise control. It's like that's what you put on when you're driving when you want to relax a little bit and you don't want to have to push the gas down. And it's, so it's a stupid. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> so we had a lot of fun this season, though. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. So we had a lot of stuff Just that we got to talk stuff. to, you. like uh, you know things that I never thought we'd talk about, like with honors. Yeah, you know, yeah. or toys. Yeah, but also things you know, like like uh, you know my favorite scary movie franchise with the scream movies you know we got to talk about scream we got to talk about some um some 90s and they were mainly late 90s teen movies that we talked about yeah i like doing those we were gonna have clueless but we decided against it i don't know why well because it was kind of not in the same age group as these other characters it was it was uh, a little bit younger than them that's why we didn't do that and also i feel like we picked like four that were all in late 90s yeah clueless was the only one that was in early 90s so it still felt like it was a little separate because late 90s was going from that into the 2000s whereas early 90s was still coming from the 80s yeah but anyway so we did that we got some adam sandler stuff i love doing that um, that was awesome. I had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, we were able to do one of my favorites last season with Eternal Sunshine, and we got mm-hmm. to do another one of my favorites this season with True Romance, and I think that was my favorite one we've done this 
this season. You know where you have a favorite say- episode? Um, well, I know you like the Adam Sandler months. Yeah, I'd have to say either the 51st Dates episode, I and think. And Mr. Deeds was fun, Yeah, too. that was good. That was good. I, I like the 51st Dates one. I just felt like... Uh, we tapped into a lot on that one. So. Yeah, I think we were. Yeah, we we were trying to save as we were going along with Adam Sandler month. We were trying not to talk about, just blow it all in one or two yeah. episodes. All the things that we want to talk about as far as yeah. Adam Sandler goes. But well, uh, like I said, we're gonna have to do my movie. Uh, say anything uh, coming up. Yeah, we and, have to. And because we were more trying to stick with the '90s theme this season, I know we cheated a couple times, but. Say anything. I feel like we need to put a good spotlight on, and we need to take our. We could do like a a John Cusack uh, couple movies or something, or even uh, John Hughes, or maybe even a '80s coming of age type thing, which are mostly John Hughes movies. But you have stuff like Say Anything, yeah. Maybe we'll do a month like that. I think we need to do more theme months. I I think that's a good one. I think we could do something with uh, John Hughes, and then you know have some some John Cusack in there too. Yeah, yeah. Not too much junk. No, saying. not too much. Just <laughs> we love him as an actor and everything, yeah. but so, uh, anyways, uh, we really had a good time this season. Uh, we got a couple things uh, going on in the next couple weeks that uh, we're gonna get back at you guys with, but uh, stay tuned. We're not gonna be gone too long. I think we're gonna be only gonna be gone for a couple weeks um, until we start season three. Uh, which is going to be a lot longer season. We're going to start doing longer seasons now. And uh, in between now and then, uh, we're, we are going to be releasing a couple things. So, um, so uh, still stay look, tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Still look out. We're not going anywhere. We still have stuff coming out. It's just not calling it season two specifically anymore. It'd be like 2.5. Right, right. So, anyways, uh, but if you guys want to get a hold of us, uh, all our social media is uh, The Post Credit Podcast, except for Twitter. We're at The Post Credit. Our email address is thepostcreditpodcast at gmail.com. We have a website. It's www.thepostcreditpodcast.com. And we're also on YouTube. Um, we appreciate you guys uh, sticking with us this season and uh, and hanging out with us and talking about some of our favorite movies. We got a lot more fun ones coming up uh, next season that we're really excited to talk to you about, and maybe we'll finally get around to say anything for true. So, Doctor uh, Mayo. <laughs> so you don't know what that means. No, I don't. But you saying it's it's, it's very funny. Doctor Mayo. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, But we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next time. (laughs) And throw me a bow.